welcome to the Goodish People podcast. I'm Jackie Pruitt. And I'm Hannah Jones. Goodish People is a podcast where we have conversations that are sometimes hard, sometimes funny, sometimes a little bit awkward. All the while, we're just trying to be good people. Although, let's be real, we're always good-ish. Emphasis on the ish. Join us as we laugh, cry, and snort our way through life's most pervasive and relatable conversations. This one will be specifically about dating, which is a hot topic. Ooh la la. Right? So navigating adulthood to the best of our ability, we're trying to do that. There may be wine, there may be coffee, maybe both, but always Chick-fil-A and a pre-packaged meal. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) eat your heart out, guys. (laughs) We came locked and loaded this week. We did. And I shouldn't say pre-packaged meal. I should say meal prepped meal that Ned cooked for us. And it was in a beautiful little package. So pretty looking. It looked like it was prepackaged. It really did look like it was from a store. I am extremely impressed with Chef Ned. Chef Ned is the chef of the year, of the decade, of the century, of the now. Of your heart. Of my heart. (laughs) Prince. (laughs) I don't know why Prince. In case you guys didn't know, he's her biggest dating success. He is. We've been together for almost 10 years. Wild times. That is amazing. I know. I'm feeling really old. It'll be... Eh, who cares? <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, it's but a number, but a number, and each year has gotten better than the last. I'd say that's improvement. <laughs> I would say that so. the definition of improvement. <laughs> <laughs> and each year has been an amazing year. So I guess that says a lot of good things about Ned and me and together. You. And you collectively, <laughs> yes, I would say so. Heck yeah, dude. Um, well, we're covering quite the juicy topic today. Uh, dating like a nice a nice uh crispy apple you bite into and the juice just squirts everywhere i was not expecting you to say that at all like i, I my Honestly, brain... can i be very honest i was not expecting myself to say it either i wanted to pick a fruit and i didn't know where i was going well i just was kind of like whoa wait 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 crispy something or other and then I had to think chicken tenders. Yeah, because I just had chicken tenders, but but alas, no, an apple, mm. Jackie, obviously. Uh, that's true. Okay, an <laughs> apple. Wow. And reader, I mean, obviously not, because <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that statement. We made it there. We did. We did. Um, but back to, okay, so I derailed us, but Jackie was saying we're covering quite a juicy topic. We are dating. So covering what dating looks like from that crush when we started crushing on others in elementary school that was when I started no no no, kindergarten for me preschool I I don't know we'll get to it yeah we'll get there (sighs) yeah young definitely wild when I was also a preschooler and kindergartner and elementary schooler and middle schooler I always liked guys always liked boys I was boy crazy that's all I'm gonna say for yeah yeah been there done that Right there with you. Yeah, major cringe, major cringe. Oh, man. (laughs) You guys have a lot of good stories in store. Um, Yeah, it'll be fun. But before we get started, we are going to obviously do our good and our ish of the week. So, Jackie, you want to start us off? I would love to start us off. And I will start us off with my ish. I can't wait. She told me today. She texted me and she said, Oh boy, do I have my ish for this week. And we have not talked about it. And she wants to see a live reaction. So you guys get to hear it with me. It is quite the ish. Um, it should be referred to as my shit for the day. That's what I'm going to leave it at. If you can infer that it involves poop, 
You're probably right because it did involve poop. Ah, uh, I feel that like was one of my guesses. I feel like I've given away too much already. I was really hoping to build this up. I feel like I still am building it up though, so all good. But so in the morning, I wake up. Excuse me, I don't wake up yet. I'm I'm asleep. And all of a sudden, it's like it's like that moment where like I know my alarm is gonna go off within the next five minutes, but I really don't want to get up. And yep. all of a sudden I hear like that. And I'm like, you know what? The dog was kind of tooty. Grizz was, was kind of tooty. Say, from night. you, did you hear it and not feel it? Well, I was like, Ned, and then I was like, nah, it's too juicy. It was too it was it was like a noise that was coming sort of from the end of the bed. Very canine-esque. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that smells awful. Um, and so I just kind of try to ignore it. It smells getting worse, worse. It's intoxicating in the oh, worst no. way possible. So I crane my neck up. Grizz is crouched on our white bedding. Okay. Crouched. A massive wet dog turd is under him. Oh, oh my mouth is agape. <laughs> It is, I'm holding my hands up. It's the size of a burrito from Chipotle. Compact. So it, it's like more, it looks kind of compact, but it's like juicy kind of because it smells so freaking bad. Well, he went to the vet yesterday and he, you know, got a shot. So like he had new medicine in his system. Yeah. Poor guy. This was the last story I had about him. So it's horrible. Ned's like, get down, get downstairs, buddy, get downstairs. And then he poops all in the hallway. He's running downstairs. This is how we're waking up, right? And so I'm like, okay, so I have it. It's compact enough where I can just carry it down the stairs, the comforter. I take the comforter or the white comforter off of the bed. Yep. Horrible stench. While I'm doing this, I'm going, like, because I'm so sensitive to smells that is making me laugh straight up. Jackie's the most sensitive to smell person I think I've ever met. Yeah. I have like a really keen nose. Um, Blessing and What's that? superpower but you're right yeah, blessing and is, a curse it honestly. is a blessing and it is a blessing and a curse and so um i lift it up and i take it downstairs and i take it outside and well 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 i don't take it outside net yet i'm like my brain is still waking up i'm like ned what do i do what do i do i'm kind of freaking out about this he's like take it outside and just just dump drop it off like you know it's solid enough you know so drop off my stupid ass what's that just drop off the mail yeah drop off the mail and i so i went outside and i shook it Oh no, horrible mistake oh, no. because oh, no. it went over the entire comforter. Oh no. What I mean by that, top to bottom covered in shit. Like it looked like somebody had tie dyed our white comforter oh. with brown poo. So oh, I'm no. like, I'm saying just about every expletive in the book. I come inside, I'm yelling. And Ned is like looking at me. He didn't even know what to do. I'm like, dude, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the situation. I'm frustrated. I'm upset. He's like, well, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. We're gonna have to throw our bedding away. And he's like, no, she's like, go wash it off with a hose. And I'm like, dude, I don't think I can do that. Like, and I was so angry, but I was like, fine, fine, fine. I go. Didn't you guys just get this bedding too? Isn't um, it newer? No, it's it's a year old now. Gotcha. It's not the best either. Like, it's like probably need new bedding anyway. Um, and so essentially, went outside, and so I'm standing in my front lawn. At 7.30 in the morning with a hose spraying this comforter down. But here's what I didn't think about. As I'm spraying, the poop is moving 
from one part of so I'm like oh I got all of it off but then I lift it up and all of it is like down under like it just keeps coming up under coming up under so what I didn't think about either was as I'm spraying water all over it the comforter is getting a lot heavier because it's it's filling up with water like a sponge it's like what happened with the towels this weekend (sighs) yes which we will get to in a second we'll get there we'll get there a little easter egg easter egg so it's so freaking heavy and I'm like picking it up I'm I'm it's it's so now I'm soaked in my pajamas half water half poo poo soaked and now I've it on you yes person oh hands it was on my hands oh so you take an unexpected shower it was on my hands it was on my feet because I had walked through some of it outside somehow oh gosh and then we were almost out of detergent because like once I've hosed it all off all the poop was gone yep I washed it with like as much oxyclean as I could find yep yep pour the whole container in there basically and weirdly there are no stains now that's amazing but I still don't I feel like I need to wash it two or three times before I feel comfortable sleeping with it just being straight Yeah, especially after that traumatic experience. I think you guys might need some space, you and the comforter. I think Grace shouldn't sleep with us anymore either. I need some space from him. Yeah. Well, also, you guys are in a queen-size bed, and he's getting big. Yeah, dude, he's like a small person. He, he officially yeah. weighs 50 pounds, and so they were like, yeah, he's a small person. I'm like, yeah, well, uh, I don't want to buy a new bed right now. So yeah, looks like he's sleeping on the floor, sleeping in his crate, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, and also the way that dogs are shaped, their limbs go different directions than our, or they, they go different directions than our limbs. So they go straight out and ours go down so we can lie in a vertical line. I don't Uh know if this is making any sense, but dogs can't do that because their limbs, they can't just lie down and have their legs sticking up. It doesn't work like that. And so he's 50 pounds, but he's also got really long legs. So his legs are going to stretch out and take a lot of space. Oh yeah. Horizontally speaking. Oh Yeah. It's pretty. I can't, I, Eddie is enough. We have a king size bed, and and our corgi takes up <sighs> space. Godspeed to you guys. Yeah, it's been a long day. Well, corgis don't have the leg problem because their legs are literally half the size of a normal dog's leg, or not even. They're like a third yeah. of a normal dog's. Yeah. Wexter used to take up no room, that much, not much room, but now it's, it's, it's been the struggle bus. So moral of the story: Don't allow your dogs oh, to sleep dude. in your bed if it's white bedding, especially if it's a Dalmatian who's a puppy who just got new new medication. Oh gosh, yeah. So I'm just I'm just tired of the poop stories, man. I just can't. Ooh, yeah, they keep piling up for you. <laughs> they do, dude. They do, dude. They do. <laughs> yeah. So that's my ish for the day, Oof. aka my shit, my stinky. All the puns intended. All the poops. Yeah, all the puns intended. So jeez oh, Louise. I know, dude. I know. Oh man. I honestly, with how stressed out I get when things don't go to plan or how flustered. I wouldn't say necessarily stressed. Mm-hmm. I get extremely flustered when my day doesn't go as I think it will. And I'm trying to get better at that. But that would have had me just absolutely nuts. Yeah, I said I said a lot of things I regretted <sighs> that were direct at Grizz and that were also just flying around didn't mean anything to anybody just out in the world just out in the world really that honestly might be the closest you get to being like cousin eddie uh when he says the shitter's full 
to well, his neighborhood. I was wearing I was wearing my pajamas outside and, and yep, I, I that's didn't have a hose. In my mind, you're just like hosing away and the neighbor walks out and you're just like shitter's full. I should have had a, a alcoholic beverage like him in my hand because I sure as hell needed one. I understand now why he had an alcoholic beverage in his hand while he was doing that. Who wants to do that completely sober? It's no one. It's quite the task to yeah. take on. And stinky task. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. And I don't wish it on anybody. Well, maybe a few people I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or am okay, I? Okay, silver lining, maybe. Maybe <laughs> Grizz's poop is now uh, manure in your yard that will help your grass continue to grow back. You know what? I did notice when I came home <laughs> from work that the grass looked greener, but it, it had just rained and Ned did cut the grass today. So, you know, I like who's to think to that who's to say really? Um, can't. There's no way of knowing, but, you know, I think it was all it was all my hard work. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. At least once a week, I think about how weird it is that poop is used for fertilizer. At least once a week? Yeah. Like, Why I do you think, think that about is? Because well, I, 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 <laughs> I'm so wish curious. I could tell you. I really wish I could tell you. But occasionally I'll be like, this is so disgusting that humans poop. And then I think about it and I'm like, well, we're animals and we're all doing this and our bodies mm-hmm. all function this way. So yeah. I start to think about it kind of like in a detached, logical way. Like this is interesting mm-hmm. to observe that this is something we all do mm-hmm. and we don't talk about it or share it with one another. We do it in private. And I'm like, well, it is actually useful. Well, at least cow manure is or horse manure can be used to fertilize plants and help them grow back. But like it's waste and it's bacteria. So it's very interesting. It feels like a lot of um, conflicting messages happening with our waste. I just think about maybe, and oh my gosh, maybe I have this all wrong, but there's probably a lot of nutrients like vitamins and stuff that are in it that could be helpful, but like, I'm no scientist. So <laughs> I know that there are, I, there have to be, if it's used for fertilizer or it's used to, um, to fertilize plants mm-hmm. and manure, but it's just very interesting to me. And sometimes I just think it's funny. I like to think about those baby dolls where you put food in their mouth and then poop comes out the back of them. Oh Do you gosh, remember those I things? I just weirdly saw, yes. Yep. Except I saw the one where it didn't use the bathroom. It was like a magnetic thing on its mouth. So like you would feed it peas yes, and then like yes. the, pe- the, the peas would go away in the spoon and it would look like, Yep. Okay. yeah, it was really, it was really interesting. They're very interesting. And <laughs> they were helpful to teach about the human form and function as a child but that's sometimes I just think like how silly it is if aliens you know aliens have been very top of mind recently because of that trial but if aliens Oof. are just looking down at us and they're just like what weird creatures they have to visit this strange room and produce a liquid most of the time and then sometimes produce a semi-solid but the solid has all these different textures and consistencies and but it's a cycle like just how funny that would be to hear an outsider's perspective on our cycle of life. Uh, yeah. We should have a scientist on. Yeah. 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 That would yeah. be good. Yeah, In addition good. to um, Alex's sports corner. Oh, yeah. We've got a friend who really wants to do a sports corner. And I am jokingly going to title it College Football is Dead because that was basically the synthesis of his pitch to me to come on our podcast. And honestly, he's a very smart guy. He's funny. And I think he'd be great. So you guys might be hearing a one-off podcast from Alex called College Football is Dead. I can't wait for him to join and explain why that is the case. Yeah, we can drop it in the feed. I'll make a new graphic and stuff too. Oh my gosh. I'm just like picturing all these things, like funny things you could put Alex's face on where he just looks ridiculous. And then you have these crazy sports like explosions going on in the background and just wild times. I can see it already. It would be excellent. 
absolutely ridiculous. Um, For some reason, I see a raccoon on there too. <gasps> oh my god, yes. Do you I get don't those? Know why. <laughs> do you get those memes on Instagram where it's like the raccoon yes. with like the names behind it? <laughs> That's and it why has I was some... thinking about it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well now we have to do that. It's official. No, we have to. We have, we have to. to make it happen. Um. All right. So that was my ish. Was the poo poo story with the manure? But we turn it around and it's great because it helps the grass. Fertilize your good. With. I'm gonna fertilize my ish. Is make good. Accident. I'm gonna spin my spool into gold. It's not how that's you right. Say it. Nah, I don't know. Couldn't Rumpelstiltskin do something with that spindle? Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. I cannot confirm. I, I can't remember. Well, tell me about your ish, Hannah. Um, I don't really have anything too crazy. It was not a super eventful, negative week. It, just my ish, I guess, has been that. I have had a headache for like 16 days now. It's a lot better. So I'm not complaining at all. It's significantly better as of the last two days as it was before. So feeling very grateful for that. But that's about the worst thing that's been happening. So that's about it. Dang, dude. Throw that out there. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm glad it's on the up and up. Me too. Me too. Because when you were wearing sunglasses last week, yeah, I could read your facial expression. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we need to, it makes better podcasting when I'm not concussed. But that's a, a joke. I'm so glad you're okay, and I'm so glad you could wear sunglasses and had the opportunity to, so we could still podcast. But I'm glad you're feeling so much better now. That's what's important. Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. I'm happy I to be back and feeling a little bit more alive. Oh, yes, that's a great way to be. So, would you like to jump into your good? Then? Yeah. Yeah. So my good is, I suspect, similar to Jackie's. We got to go to our friend's lake house this weekend. Actually, Alex of college football is dead. His <laughs> lake house. Uh, oh, my gosh. His wife's family's lake house and her mountain house, I guess. And we just had a great time hanging out. I was still not feeling great, so I got to get a lot of good rest up in the dark room. And then when I would come out, I would be with my friends. It was great. We... It's funny, I've been going up there for a couple of years in a row. We'd go for a weekend last year, the year before, and I think the year before as well. We may have missed a year, but we're all very apparently getting older because our hobbies and habits have changed so much. And I just kind of love having friends and traditions for that long where you get to notice like, yeah, we're not playing flip cup until three in the morning. I'm going to go read and fall asleep. (laughs) It's just, oh, I love reading and falling asleep. Yeah, it's great. Uh, So it was super, super fun. And uh, we also took a boat out on Saturday and had a great time. And I know I referenced some wet towels. So we were out and it was kind of a cloudy day. The forecast said it wasn't supposed to be stormy. However, the scariest storm I've ever seen on a lake came towards us and we had to leave a couple hours in. And as we were leaving, we're on this this boat that we had rented because our group was so big and it was a pontoon boat and it was very slow and the rain was coming at us like like hail, basically. It stung so, when it hit your skin. It base, yeah, it, it did sting. And that's why Jackie and I were in the back covered with a towel so that I, you know, we wouldn't get pelted. But our lovely friend Caitlin drove the boat all the way home straight into Harp, safe harbor. But it took a good, like, I want to say like 20 minutes to get back. That's an exaggeration for sure. It was probably more like 10, but it, it felt long. And the towels for the whole group were, besides the one that were on top of our heads, were under my feet because I was holding them in because it was really windy. I mean, I swear to you, the storm looked like we were on the Gulf in Florida. I grew up taking boat trips in Florida and every day at like three o'clock, like 
clockwork, there's a crazy storm that comes by and it blasts through for 30 minutes and then it's sunny again, but you always know, so you have to chase it home. But there was no chasing here. The storm stayed and it looked as crazy as a beach storm. It was wild. But yeah, the towels under my feet got so soaked that when we tried to pick them up and take them out of the boat, I could barely lift it. And then, <laughs> and then our friend Josh took it and started carrying it and stubbed his toe. And Jackie witnessed that. Oh, so. okay. You know, the, what do you call those metal prongs that stick out of the dock that you put your rope around to tie of your boat? I don't know, but that description that. Should, should help people understand. His toe, like, I, I can't remember. I don't know which one, but it was something where like he stubbed it on that. So it went like the other way. Oh, and it, it like his flip flop got stuck on it. So like he f- kind of fell forward and I could oh. feel like, you know, when you feel that pain, like right now I'm like, Oof. Oh yeah. Well, I heard you say he stubbed his toe. I turned around. I was like, Oh my gosh. And then I just kept walking. Cause it's like, I don't want to be around that right now. It's too cold. Uh, it's too rainy. And like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but we got to keep moving. Yeah. We have to go like right now. And we all luckily, most of us I don't think Connor brought dry clothes so his he was in soaked yeah well he he does the thing that a lot of guys do where like their bathing suit can double his shorts oh, but yeah. the sucky part was like he anticipated drying off in the hot southeastern u.s weather in august like it's supposed to be hot and it was not hot it was cold and the raining continued so he was stuck in his wet shorts <laughs> and then we went to this beach bar after and can you tell the listeners what the what the bartender who we ordered from shirt said? Yes. It said, and I may not be remembering this exactly, but it said, um, I will put you in a trunk <laughs> and I will help the oh, others had- look for you. Yes. <laughs> and um, don't like look at me that way or something. It was like, don't test me. Don't test me. It was don't test me. Yeah. yeah. But it was like one of those shirts where you wouldn't have read it. Like at first glance, it was like, oh, he's wearing like a dad shirt. Like when I didn't read it. his wife got off of Etsy and it's black and it has block lettering, you know, and maybe it had like, like, a says, like crown. Best dad, LOL. Yeah. Kind of like that. And and then I, I, I got up close um, when we ordered and it was really shocking. And he did look like he was in the Italian mob. Yeah, his eyes were like the blue that pierces your soul in a way that's unsettling. If you guys know people with their beautiful blue eyes, but mm-hmm. kind of scary blue eyes, you know what I mean? It's kind of like looking into an Australian shepherd's eyes. Yeah, it, it really. And then I also was like, oh, those are sharp eyes and also a sharp t-shirt in not a good way. <laughs> sharp like a knife kind of way. I, I mean, I straight up shirt that said, that said, I will put you in a trunk and help the others look. Don't test me. That person, I, I mean... I do believe in innocent until proven guilty, but that person by wearing that shirt, in my opinion, is implicating themselves into some crime. You don't wear a shirt like that unless you've done something really, really freaking shady. That sounds like a been there, done that kind of situation. Should we open up an investigation, dump this podcast and do an investigation? Possibly. On that dude, if you're up and you find yourself in Hayesville, North Carolina, that's all I'm going to say. Beware. You can figure it out from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tread Good lightly, luck. my friends. Tread lightly. Be yep. aware. Stay away from trunks or people with bright blue eyes. So stay away. Yeah, if somebody's a <laughs> little bit too tan, like <laughs> leathery and bright blue eyes, run away. My God. <laughs> run away, my friends. Okay, Just that's my kidding. good. That's with your good, Jackie. Yes. Okay, so my good was actually the same as yours. Um, I'm going to hit you with that sameness. Lake weekend. It was just great to be with everybody. 
and to relax that was my biggest thing is because going into the weekend like I actually felt kind of sick and so like I ended up staying home on Thursday and I usually work from home on Thursdays but I was planning to go in the office because I was gonna be working um, on Friday like remotely but oh dude it was just nice to sleep I think I took two naps in between calls and emails on Friday and then I and on Saturday I slept in on Sunday like I felt like a new person genuinely it was so great. I, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes trips with friends and when I was talking about how our behavior has changed over the years, like trips with friends used to be so fun that they were exhausting and I would be needing to rest up until the trip to make sure I had enough energy. I feel like now we, we've nicely settled into this thing where rest is one of the more important things on our trip and you know having a jam-packed day that's super fun but making sure we prioritize getting to bed at a decent hour oh my god that that, that I get excited about it me too Anna and I were talking to Ned and Connor when we went to Culver's on the way um back which actually those that actually messed up my stomach bro I like oh, Culver's no. a lot, like next day like me and Ned were both wrecked and that was the one thing we had in common oh no I know but like in the battle we were like it was worth it dude it was so good (laughs) that's hilarious my insides were twisted I don't know where I was going with that oh yes when we were talking to them and Hannah and I were at the table (laughs) and we were talking about how much we value sleep and that we look forward to sleep and we love it I just said ah yes I forgot about this conversation yes and Hannah and I are like Hannah and I are like oh yeah like oh I love when I get a good like nine or ten hours in and Connor and Ned are looking at us like we're crazy and we're like what about you guys like you guys don't like sleep and they they were like no like I'd rather be awake yeah they said they wish they didn't have to sleep which is the most outlandish thing I've ever heard. I, my whole life, this is not new because I'm almost 30. It's, it's been my whole life. Like when I knew I was going to a sleepover as a 10 year old, I would get anxious because I knew I wouldn't sleep well. So I've always loved (laughs) sleep. So for somebody that's aging close to 30 to say, (laughs) I wish I didn't have to sleep is just outlandish to me. I, I will never understand that. Yeah, I don't get it either. And it, it it's possible that it's because women need more sleep than men. So it's possible. I mean, scientifically. Probably do. We're so our bodies are so high maintenance. They we are so high they're so wonderful. Being a woman's great, but there's a lot it to is. it. There's a there's lot, a lot to, to being a lady. Fob show. And I definitely was like, okay, guys, you know, do you think? Both of them were like, I want to be Edward Cullen and never sleep and be a vampire. And I'm, they didn't say that, but no, they definitely said they wanted specifically to be Edward Cullen. Yeah, they've heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, you heard it here. Um, not Robert Pattinson. There's a difference there. Yeah, because um, you did play Batman. I it, they wanted to be the like Robert Pattinson is cooler than Edward Cullen, and they specifically said Edward Cullen. Just we gotta say that. My God, it's perfect. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm I'm like thinking. Connor will hate me because never once has he ever said that, and I highly doubt he's ever seen any of the Twilight movies. He can be Edward. Ones. And Ned can be Jacob because blonde hair and dark hair. (laughs) (laughs) You imagine? Yes. Uh, Check yes, Juliet. Or they could be, Ned could be Harry and Connor could be Draco. (gasps) Yes. Completely unrelated, but it it just, in my my head, it kind of makes sense. It It does make sense. And you're Hermione, obviously. I don't know. You could be Hermione. No, you have the hair. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, I could. You can rock it. Who are you going to be? Uh, um, I don't know. Pending. Pending. We'll come back. We'll circle back to that. I could age myself and be McGonagall. That'd be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Well, if you do that, can I be Dumbledore? 
So we can obviously. be friends. Obviously. Okay, okay, okay great. You're Hagrid. Let's be real. Wait, actually, I am Hagrid because my hair gets, is very thick. It's in gates and knots. That's what Hagrid and Hermione have in common. I don't like spiders, though. Yeah, ew. No. Ugh. Yuck. Nasty. Um, okay, so shall we dive in to dating? Hannah is currently, like, what would you call that? Maniacally moving your, like, putting yeah, your fingers like, together. Like, my fingers. Yeah, I don't <laughs> You know, whatever motion goes along with that sound. <laughs> like, a, like a villain um, in the best way. Yeah, and by that that, that motion, and <laughs> I'm giving my consensus that, yes, we shall. Okay, fabulous. Well, I think we need to get started with dating, where dating began, or even feelings of dating, that little fluttery flutter you get in your heart, the little butterflies you get in your stomach. Hannah, yeah, I need to know when and where you were when you were like, oh my God, I'm feeling the love in my heart. I like this person and I want to, to do more than give this person a high five. I'd like to give them a hug. A hug or a handhold. <laughs> hand oh, Our little baby crush awakenings. Um, I don't know. I was definitely young. I think probably like five or six mm-hmm. when yeah. I was in, I, I want to say I can think back to being in like church summer, like VBS or something like that mm-hmm. and, or daycare or whatever I was in, I was at some church and thinking about, there was a guy in my class that I thought was cute at that age. And at that age, I was having crushes on Robin Hood and Simba and these Disney characters. Yes, I know they're <laughs> animals, but they're made to look like humans. Okay, you had a crush on Simba? Don't come, back, don't come at me. Yes, I did. Okay. Coming at you, bro. Drink Catherine Hope, if she ever listens to this, we have, we have agreed and we always remind each other that we you're not alone for having a crush on Robin Hood because we're in it together. Oh, 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 I had a crush on Robin Hood too. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, Simba's in there too, but yes, I know but they're animals, like- but they were, they were like powerful men figuring out their, okay. Okay. Simba <laughs> was a little boy trying to figure out how to fill the hole of his lost dead father that he watched get oh. trampled to death. I, I connect with deeply wounded men. I always have been very drawn to that, which says a lot about me. So Jackie, mm. what about you? I feel like I, I used to dive <laughs> deeper here. Like you just <laughs> gave oh, me, rats. it's like what you did was you like rang on my doorbell and you were like, Hey, I've got cookies, cake, cupcakes, all these things, blah, 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 blah. And then you're just like, and they're all for me. Goodbye. Yeah. 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 And you're like, okay, see you later. And I'm like, wait, can I just like at the very, very least understand why you have all those goodies <laughs> yeah okay okay hit me with the hit me with the questions about the goodies okay so <laughs> I feel like on a totally separate note Disney crushes was totally a thing and not just Disney cartoon characters like for oh, yeah. sure oh, I think yeah. every girl had their like sexual awakening when they saw Peter Pan live oh my action of action Peter Pan oh, Jeremy Sutter shout out whoop whoop yeah, I was like, whoa. I think that's when I was like, okay, I think I like, I, I, I think I like have a crush. That's such a shared experience. Oh, like in the theater. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what is this flutter? What is this feeling so sudden and new? Right? I was like, oh my God. But I, I think, you know, when it, oh, a few things to unpack here, right? I want to understand and, and know, like, so, okay, when we'll, not even just like, oh, I like this cartoon character that's on the TV. You're like, oh, I kind of like the guy that's like coloring next to me. At that time, were you like, how do I 
get his attention or like i mean you're a kid so are you just like oh i just think about him a lot like what is like the vibe oh that's an excellent question so okay this will be consistent across most of my crush slash dating experience i just had the thoughts in my head and i had rich fantasy life about it like what it would be like to talk to those boys and to have attention from those boys and to like have them want me to be a part of their life but I was like very 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 shy when I was little and then grew to be very very insecure when I was a teenager so it never was like I never just walked up to a boy and said hey and tried to instigate or was like really showy Mm -hmm. and got them to you know got their attention Uh in fact I really don't like making like I don't like a lot of people giving me attention in public it's one of my least favorite feelings so that was really never my mo I just Mm. had this like idea in my head and I was like hopefully they'll notice me but really Uh there's no reason they will because I'm putting zero effort into being noticed that was my whole mo from ages (laughs) zero to age 29 (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I absolutely love it and I, I love that um and I think that that's also one of the differences between us is like but also, like, in a cringy way, when I look back, I, like... I've done cringy things, too. Don't you worry. But, yeah. That's true. I continue. <laughs> I believe it. Um, but in the best way. <laughs> I shared one this weekend with you. That's extremely I, cringy. I, yes. Um, and I'm, I'll, I'll share, actually, like, a similar... Cr- not same level of cringe. Same ball field of cringe. Same field of cringe. Yep. yep. Um, on this podcast, I will, I will share that with messaging a boy... Um, who you've either haven't talked to in years or have never met. Or ever. Or ever. <laughs> oh my God. Online. Oh Jeez. God, I, still, oh. I still get choked up thinking about, like, I get anxious thinking oh about the fact that I did that. I feel like you have to share it now. Later, later, when we circle back. To okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay. Uh, we'll circle put a back. pen in it. We'll, we'll get back to it. <laughs> we'll put a pen in it. Yes. And so it, it is really interesting at, at that age. I just remember being like, not that like I was obsessed with like, boys growing up and stuff but I I was like oh my god I want like their attention like how am I gonna get it I'm gonna be funny I'm gonna like do a weird dance I'm gonna you know Uh, (laughs) I wish I knew baby Jackie (laughs) I mean I was a riot bro I was a riot and what I mean by that is I was I was like wild in a sense of I just said ridiculous things and I was really loud which same person now I love it. Never um, change ever. I will not. <laughs> Don't change either. And so I had a lot of embarrassing, like, okay, hey, I'm going up to you. I like you. Do you like me? Like my Incredible. grand my grandparents have stories of me when I was like between the ages of five and seven going up to this uh you know, uh, it was called the chalet club, but we would go up and it was so much fun during the summertime. And we would go, it was like basically a lake club. It's called the chalet club. It kind of sounds like a lake, but we on what lake? Lake lore in North Carolina. I don't even know where that is. That sounds like a lovely time. I should pull the map. Um, yes, it was a lovely time, but there would always be like other families there. Like, and there was one time, like this kid there was probably like 11 or 12. And they said that every night, like we'd have all have dinner in like this little like dining hall together. And, um, it was a very bougie place. I'll add, um, dining hall makes it sound way less bougie than it was. Um, it was very like, I'm getting off on a tangent. Oh my gosh. Sophisticated. sophisticated. You're in a nice, a very nice dining area, dining experience. Yes. And I'd be sitting there. Some lovely families. With some lovely, thank you. Yes. And so we're sitting there, setting the scene and, you know, I'm eating my, I'm sure I'm gripping my fork incorrectly. 
Stab, 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 mashed potatoes, bread, macaroni in a trunk, and I'll help him find you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> stab, stab. And so I'm. We're there, and um, they said that every night at dinner, when I would see him, I'd be like making eyes at him. So what I would do is incredible. Turn, I would like turn my head like ever so slightly, where my chin is like kind of dipping down by my shoulder, slight head tilt, and then I would like bat my eyes and kind of be oh like, oh my gosh. gosh. No, you didn't. No, I freaking did, Hannah. I'm so embarrassed Jackie. by this. I know, I know. And they said that like, I, I was like obsessed. <laughs> I was like obsessed. And then I would be like smiling at him and like making eyes, and he would like kind of be trying to avoid me, which understandable. You have this like little kid who like has a crush on you, which is hysterical. But I would do stuff like that. Like I would always wait. Hold on. New observation. Maybe this boy felt like me and like was very shy and scared it's, but maybe he really loved you and you just didn't know how to say it i can't come on pretty strong was this boy ned <laughs> no it was not not as far as far as i know no and that's how she met her one true love and there was never a boy again <laughs> yes that's how the story ends no uh it was not that way um that's why you know we're having this episode too is yeah we both you know we both have stories to share of cringiness and crushes and dating and all that good stuff but I think my first boyfriend I ever had that I can remember, like not officially, but oh yeah, but but officially, you know, but officially <laughs> was in first grade. <laughs> I love this. I adore this. Well, a lot of my friends that I grew up with had quote unquote boyfriends at that age too. We didn't kiss or anything. Didn't. Yeah, just of held course. hands. It's just like you just tell everybody that, and then you like look at each other in the hallway. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Or avoid eye contact in the hallway, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or avoid eye contact. And I actually was um, the opposite and was seeking out eye contact. <laughs> and batting your beautiful eyelashes. And batting my eyes and <laughs> major levels of cringe um, coming your way. Well, it's just cute. Especially like five to seven. Come on, that's just cute. That's true. It was just it was just cute back then. Thirteen um, to seventeen, not so cute. Yeah, thirteen <laughs> to seventeen. Oh gosh, and we can. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but I I always have a memory of just kind of just being like, oh, like I like this person. This person's funny. But it's like I want their attention. Like I want them to notice me, and to really like me, and to whatever. My biggest crush though oh my god it's so embarrassing I had a crush on him oh god from second grade to sixth grade like hardcore like he was one of the only guys I liked yep I had like, one of those too oh my god like I was obsessed with him I never told anyone oh good for you I made the mistake of telling everyone I watched a lot of people do that and then it was embarrassing so I was like, I never tell anyone about a crush ever but I wish I had I wish I just let loose you know Oh, anyway, more. Okay, so you're you're from second to sixth second to sixth grade. Yes. So he um oh my god. <laughs> he yeah, I was like like it was kind of like weird honestly. Like looking back I'm like, "Oh, Jesus." And like not like obviously you're a kid. It's like not my type at all. Like like I know this person now, like not like friends with them, but I was just like no, like not you, but like what was I thinking? Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing? Well, how can you know when you're when you're young? You have no idea how these people will turn out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and so, which was really mean of me. I'm sure, he's a great person, but it was one of those things where, like, I was had like a really bad, like, I was becoming creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there, done that. You know? and it's like I would tell my it's friends, all well, did. like, when where is he going here? So much so. Listen to how cringe. Oh God, look at how cringy this is. 
I, so my sister, so I was in fifth grade and my sister at the time was in second and his younger sister was in second grade and was in the same class as my sister. And I knew this. Uh So I told my sister, Caroline, this is what I'm going to have you do. (laughs) She's in second grade. Yeah. I'm like, I was so Hannah when I said I was in (laughs) What? I was just going to say, little siblings are minions, so it, it's fair. Yeah, I was extremely mani- manipulative. Like, I once paid Caroline $10 to not bring her friend on vacation with us because I only wanted my friend to come. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. She took only $10 for that? She was young enough. I mean, we were both, like, so young that I you swindled her. You swindled that girl. I did, and she she holds it over my head to this day. I think oh, I was she should. Grade, and I was like, dude, I don't want your, like, annoying friend coming, like, on, on the trip. So I said, I'll give you 10 bucks. And I gave her 10 bucks and the, the friend didn't come. Isn't that horrible? I'm, I'm really ashamed of that one. That one was bad. I don't know how, I don't know how my parents didn't like find out. Like it's horrible. Like, it's right of passage for the oldest in the family to do stuff like that. You, you have yeah. to, you have to. It's really, the rest of us younger siblings in line. You have to do it. Really testing the limits there. Seeing yeah, what she, I get away I mean, with. she let it happen. She did. Um, we we really do laugh about it to this day. Um, pretty darn funny. But I essentially told her, Caroline, <laughs> go on the playground and like I'm I can be very persuasive, like very persuasive. Like if I want something, and I was like, I want you guys to be friends, so that maybe you guys are good enough friends to where like our families become friends. This is how I thought in fifth grade, which is a little bit scary. It's brilliant. <laughs> I had I had fantasies like this, but I just never. Oh man, played it out, but I'm yeah, with you. Good for you. It's a brilliant strategy, honestly. Um, thank you. Um, and also a somewhat regrettable strategy. So I said, you know, on the playground, you need to become friends with her. And so every day, Caroline would get home from school, and she'd be waiting, or I'd be waiting for her, or and I would be like, Caroline, because mom would be in the car with us. We'd get home, and I'd say, So, Caroline, did you talk to her today? Like I would like every day be like, Did you talk to her on the playground? like an extra homework assignment and I remember her being like yeah like I I I I did I reached out to her they become friends I know I know I know are they still friends no they're not (laughs) that would have been amazing because I I sort of forced this relationship to happen not on my sister's accord again I can be really persuasive but to the point to where like she went over to their house to have a sleepover and I was like Caroline what does his room look like tell me like how freaking creepy was i ew okay but okay i was in fifth grade everyone at that age is thinking the same thing like how many sleepovers were you at at that age where every girl's like i wonder what the boys are doing at their sleepover and then you talk through it like that you know 100 yeah like it's it's only natural okay plus that was a time where like we were all still getting magazines and in magazines you'd see pictures of people's bedrooms where they'd have stuff all over their walls and it would say a lot about them and their personality yeah. and that was just like around in our lives we saw examples of that all the time so of course that's what you're going to be thinking about yeah that is true i uh I definitely was like grilling her. I was like, so, so what did it look like? Well, she's like, well, I, I only got a glimpse of it. A glimpse? A glimpse is not good enough. You're going to have to go back there again, Caroline. You're going to have to ask her again to come over again. I'm, I mean, that was one of, I'm just kidding. I probably wasn't that intense, but um, just doing a quick reenactment for comedic relief. But appreciated. Uh, thank you. I'm glad it was well received. But I was very intense about it. And like, for example, he had an iPod and on his iPod was what's that song? It's like um I think it's called New Booty. I found, I found you, you Miss Booty. 
who is that Y? Bubba Sparks. Bubba Sparks with an X at the end. And I remember he I, he was had his iPod on the playground when he wasn't supposed to. And I went up to him. I was like, what are you listening to? And he was like, Bubba Sparks. And I was like, who is that? In fifth grade. And then I listened to the song. And I was like, this is my new favorite song. He was looking for his new Miss Booty. I guess. <laughs> oh, gosh. And so, yeah, that was like one crush I remember that like stuck for a really long time but I did everything in my power to capture his attention and never really did because boys at that age ever were you ever a fish no but my shining star moment was when we sat next to each other I almost pooped my pants when I found this out first day of fifth grade because our last names were like lined up I sat I was sitting right next to him on the first day and I was like I gotta play it cool he knows I'm kind of creepy. I got to play it cool. Had my Did new he know? Had you received report that he knew you liked him? Oh, for sure. Like, I think he okay. avoided me specifically because I did. Okay. okay. So you knew this on that first day. I knew this. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to play it really cool. I'm just going to be funny and nice and like, you know. And then my shining star moment was when about a year later, sixth grade, somebody told me, yeah, he liked you a little bit that year. I was like, yeah, he did. A little bit. He liked me yeah, a little did. bit. That is something. I remember being really excited about that. And then fast forward, when I went to a different school later, two or three years later, I messaged him on Facebook Messenger. This is where yes, it gets you did. Really this weird. is pre-Facebook Messenger, by the way. This is just oh, Facebook yeah, Messenger. Just on Facebook. Because this, this would have been and 2000. They made download a whole separate app? Ridiculous. Ugh, so stupid. This would have been 2007. Exactly. It's been a few years. 2008. Or nine, I guess I messaged him. I don't what, remember. What year was it in school? Do you remember? I was a seventh grader at my new school. So that would have been. Okay, it would have been 2008 for you then. Or 2009. Yeah, it was 2008. And I messaged him and I said, did. I didn't even say hello on the message. I just said, did you ever like me? Question mark. <laughs> oh my God. I had the balls. I had the balls. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. I'm dying. Did you did you spell out the word you or did you use a U? I used the letter U. No, you didn't. Did you yes, capitalize did. the first letter? No. That's exactly Look, how I pictured it in my brain. That's <laughs> like exactly. an AIM message. I used to say like, you know, message like that on AIM. That's exactly how it was delivered. And I just said, Did you ever like me? And he he said yeah back yeah yeah and I said okay so happy for you what a success lowercase okay and I was like now I can sleep at night just kidding um that's all you said back I think I said okay wanted to put it was your motivation to just put it to bed that he had liked you you weren't trying to get anything out of this I mean I were you trying to stoke stoke the fire and hope that he would I was sort of hoping. You know, I was sort of hoping that he would be, but at that point I was going to a different school. You know, I just kind yeah, of wanted okay. satisfaction yeah, okay. of knowing this is how boy crazy I was. You so. needed to close the chapter of, let's call him Steve. We're going to close Steve's chapter and move on to the next. Farewell, Steve. Next chapter. But before Sorry, I get, Steve. see you, Steve. But before I get to, and I'm just going to use his real name because F it. Before I get to, who comes oh, on yeah. eventually. Um. Oh my god! I probably shouldn't have used his real name. Shit. I don't think about it. Ah, oh, whatever. I've already done it. I can always <laughs> edit it out. 
That's true. Could you beep it out? I mean, let's just, I'm going to note the time it is right now and I'm just going to cut it. <laughs> okay, great. So we're going to cut this guy's name out because I realize now that there actually are people that listen that know him. They'll know who I'm talking about, but out of respect for him, weirdly enough, didn't think I'd have a problem with it. I'm not going to mention his name. So give him a fake name. Okay. So it will be Kirby because I'm currently looking at a picture of Kirby Smart because we're in Ned's office. Yep. Okay. Let's do it. Couldn't think of a name. Kirby is going to be it. But before I get to Kirby, Hannah, I have to ask you. So elementary school, you had the similar situation where you were like, there's this dude and I like him, but I'm not going to let him know that I like him. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) I would say there was one person who was consistent across all the years that I had a crush on. I didn't really know him. I mean, I, I went to a small school, so it was like, you know, somebody in my class. But I also knew that like all the girls liked him. So I was like, of course, I'm not going to say anything because why would he want me when all these other girls that are, it's so funny to think about a seven-year-old being like the other beautiful girls, like that I think like that, but that is exactly what I used to think. So I was like, why would I say anything? Because it like, he'd never like me. So I, he was consistent, I would say for a long time. And then I would say when it got to middle school, I wasn't actually crushing on this guy. I just knew that he was popular. And if he had liked me, that would have been really affirming. Uh, but you know, I wasn't actually that interested post, post like fifth grade. And then I definitely had other crushes in and out. I like my whole life, I've always had like a revolving door of crushes that there's one consistent or two consistent. And then there would be others that would occasionally have guest starring roles in, and who I was interested in. Guest star. I love it. There are guest stars. Some nice guest stars that occasionally caught my attention. Like for instance, in middle school, I would say my Super Bowl of when I thought I could potentially have romantic interaction or somebody saying, hey, I like you would be the lead up to I'd be like getting so excited the lead up to spring break week because I would spring break in the same beach as like my whole school. And we had a little bit more freedom where we could like bike around and hang out with people without supervision. And I'm like the most straight laced kid. So when I say that, I'm not like talking about going to do like crazy things. I'm just saying (laughs) I get to finally talk to kids when I'm not wearing a school uniform and we're just hanging out and I can feel more comfortable. And And we're smoking doobies behind the, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah, You know me, you know me, (laughs) honestly, remember (laughs) I wish I had loosened up, but I didn't. So that's just the truth. Uh, and I, so I get excited for this week because it was like this big great unknown. It's like, it's a new environment. It's all these people. It's not just my grade, it's other grades. And I always had friends older than me. So I'd hang out with guys in the grade above me. And I was like, yes, that's <gasps> you were so cool. my grade is not as cool as the crush in the grade above me. So it would be like an exciting, like, who am I going to hang out with? Who am I going to talk to? But because I was so shy, nothing ever happened because I would think, I like literally in my head just thought that guys would tell girls they liked them and notice them out of the blue. But obviously that's not really how life works. You have to put yourself out there and you have to not hide away. Guys aren't going to just point you out and be like, oh, that girl in the back, like in the movie Walk to Remember, like that weird girl, she could be a beauty star. Like it's not, it's not how it actually works. And I, I like totally operated my whole life under the premise that that would happen for me one day. And it just doesn't. And therefore nothing ever happened for me in middle school because guys who were just as awkward and less self-assured or, you know, not very self-assured like me 
I'm relying on them to find the chutzpah to be mature enough to find a girl that doesn't have confidence. Like, come on, that's like a pipe dream. So really it was just like always getting my hopes up that maybe at the start of a new year with new guys in my class, like your experience or before spring break, or when I was playing sports that other people were playing that maybe people would notice me, but because of my athleticism, that was when I leaned on a lot, but really like if they notice your athleticism with like, which like the guys at my school did, they'd be like, Oh, that's awesome. You're so like great job in the basketball game. But they didn't care about me romantically. <laughs> they just thought like, dude, she can ball. Like that's about it. And so I, that's kind of the story of okay. middle school for me. So lots of crushes, but never acted on any of them mm-hmm. and would never tell a soul when they asked me, um, there may have been times I told certain friends, but I really don't remember when you'd be at sleepovers and people would ask. I really remember saying I never had a crush most of the time because oh my God. I didn't want that shit getting out. I'm so impressed by you. Well, no, I, I was like, it. I kind of regret it because I think mm-hmm. it would have been good for me to put myself out there and feel the embarrassment and just deal with either the acceptance mm-hmm. and that rejection when you break up or the rejection straight off the bat. I think it would have been really good for me. Um, obviously can't go back and I'm grateful for who I am now and I don't regret who I am now, mm-hmm. but I, I think it would be good just for humans in general to experience some of that from a, from a younger age. Cause it got really hard at an older age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel that for the first time, you know? Yeah. But also like, I feel like that really comes with discernment. <laughs> at a young age to be like hmm, maybe I don't share this and I was just like blah 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 but guess who I like this is who that's that's true it did give me a complex sides. because remember I was thinking like I'm a I'm the girl from a walk to remember that is weird and then or from all those movies in the 90s where they got these mm-hmm. nerds got these makeovers and became the homecoming queen I literally thought Maybe that's how life worked been once in a while when you believe yep (laughs) Anne Hathaway she's the OG for sure but because I thought like that and then nobody showed me attention it really gave me a complex of I'm not Mm. I'm not desirable I'm not beautiful nobody wants me which honestly in retrospect like some of that would be true because every person gets rejected it's not like everyone wants Mm. everyone all the time But it also wasn't entirely true because I wasn't putting myself out there. So it was not a fair assessment for me Mm -hmm. to draw that conclusion. But I drew that conclusion for a long time, like a long, long time. Such a lie, though. Yeah. Well, and I constructed it like very carefully. I guess it was like self-protection. But then I Mm -hmm. I just believed that if I really was great, that someone would come after me. And it's just not how things work. It's not how Mm -hmm. humans work, really. No, it's really not how humans work. And it... (sighs) Mm, I had something to say about that and then it just flew out of my head that's how my brain has been working these days it'll probably come back it'll probably come back but yeah it, wait okay so you're like one. me it'll come back like Mia Thermopolis when she leaves and decides she doesn't want to be queen but then she comes back because she wants to be queen and then she's like I'm queen yeah and then she's like yeah I'm a badass queen and I'm gonna try to marry Chris Pine because he's hot and I'm like, yeah, he is. Because that's another one of my crushes from that movie specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. I did like him in that Hot movie as well. Hot dog. Hot diggity dog. Um, and yes, it does happen. Like, and there were moments too when I was really, really... I think there were a lot of things that led to my insecurities with rejection because I put myself out there and I was rejected. Yeah, I think it probably... I mean, it cuts both ways. For sure. There's no perfect way to do anything. And we're all going to end up with false ideas about ourselves because of our experiences, for sure. Such travesty. It really is. It's really sad. 
Missed and it's opportunities. funny, I'm trying to think about stepping back and being one of those guys I had a crush on listening to this podcast, which is not going to happen. I mean, it's very few and far between. Happen once <laughs> yeah, let's just keep the song running on loop the entire time. But if they do, it's just like funny to think about because they'd all probably be like, what? Really? <laughs> because I just didn't talk. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, I probably could have used a dose of that. that was gonna, how did I ever think that was going to work? <laughs> Well, speaking of, I would love to say one more creepy thing that I did that I remembered when you used, when you mentioned the sport basketball. Mm. We're playing basketball. We know that basketball. Um, Sixth grade. So before I went to the new school, the crush that I had for like five or six years, I played on the girls' sixth grade basketball team. He played on the boys. What was your position? I was at that time. Oh, gosh. I was primarily a defensive person. What would you... Uh, so a four or five. Yeah, I was a four or five. Um, I was I was not... Um, a guard. I was not... Yes, a guard. Sorry, Thank I played you. a lot of basketball, so did my brothers. It's been a long... I really relied on my, my basketball playing and all the sports I played to be uh, what enticed men romantically. It was unsuccessful. Um, I, I would actually beg to differ. I feel like that, and, 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 and obviously you have your own experience, but I've seen you play basketball, man, and I was like, damn, she probably, like, when you and Connor were dating, you probably definitely used that. No, he literally doesn't care. He couldn't care less. <gasps> it's actually a funny story. I'll just tell it. It's brief, so I'll just tell it now, but I, my whole life, thought that was the only thing I had going for me. Like, I was like, I'm not pretty. I'm not I'm smart enough, but guys don't care about smarts, and uh-huh. uh, I'm not that funny and I'm shy. So it's going to be my athleticism that really works for me. Like I thought it was my thing that, that would work. And I had this complex built up and, and Connor was the first person I ever actually dated, which is an interesting thing that we'll get to and dig into later. But he was my first grand experiment of, are you choosing me for my athleticism? He comes over one day to my parents' house. Uh, We were in college at the time, but he comes to my parents' house and I'm, we're going through my closet or something. I can't remember what we were doing or why we were there, but. Well, my closet, eh? Yeah. Well, it was like <laughs> the best room closet. And I think my mom was making me get rid of stuff. So it wasn't a fun going through your closet. Oh, it was okay. like, a, yeah, I see. it was like, he was uh, helping me get rid of childhood stuff or something. And my letter jacket was in there and I was like, oh my gosh. And my letter jacket's pretty decorated. Um, yeah, it and is. I, yeah, it is. I'm really proud. But he was like, cool do you not care that I was a really good volleyball player? And he was like, why would I care about that? Oh my God. I was like, you have no idea how much you're breaking my heart. All right, all right, all right. And then there was another time we were hiking together and he told me that he thought one of my, one of the girls that I'm friends with might be more athletic than me. And I was like, are you kidding me? Because because the reality is like, I'm significantly, I'm not saying I'm the best athlete in the world, but I know I'm better athlete than this specific girl, but Connor had never really seen me play sports. So when he said that, and I told my brothers later that he said that they were all like, Ooh, that was the worst thing you could say to Hannah in the entire world. So all that to say, it didn't really work in my favor and it really didn't. Connor doesn't care at all that I'm athletic. Okay. Okay. I would have inferred, but well, yeah. I, I admire it. I appreciate it. Would have made sense logically because he's an athlete, but you know, yeah, he didn't care. Oh, okay, well, interesting. Um, I was gonna say I was, I was okay. Basketball. Not trying to divert from that topic we'll back to as that is important. And I actually have another sports story in a high school relationship. Sports connects us all together romantically, <laughs> or it doesn't, or it doesn't. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, where doesn't? Oh my god. Oh Jesus, it's been a long day. So, basketball, sixth grade. He's on the boys' team. I'm on the girls' team. Guess um, which number I decided to pick when they were like, Jackie, what number do you want? Number one. I picked his number. What oh, number oh, he yeah, had? That makes sense. I wanted to have matching numbers. Number twelve was his number. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not getting oh, twelve. This is painful. I'm gonna be honest. So painful. So painful. But I. I you I think had, everybody around you knew what you were doing? Oh hell yeah, they did. He did. Bother I'm sure. you? Um, did it bother me at the time? Yeah. No, I was ballsy as crap. I'm so impressed with you, honestly. I, dude, I just I shot my shot literally and metaphorically. So- <laughs> okay, continue. Continue. <laughs> shot my shot and I shot my shot. Um, but yeah, but I, I also honestly 12 is still my favorite number to this day, which is kind of hilarious, but 12 is always it's always from then on it was my sports number, which is kind of funny. It's unfortunate it was built off of somebody else, but yeah, I never really had about a number. Him. Forget about him. Forget about it. Yeah, now it's my favorite number because I love that number. Um, and it doesn't have anything to do with this dude. But that was the number I picked, and I was like, "All right, cool, I like it." Da 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 da. And that was always my sports number, you know, when I played in high school and stuff. Even when I was, you know, not thinking about him anymore. Funny. If that tells you anything about me, I hope it doesn't, because that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but wild times. Um, shall we move into middle school? We shall. Can you get started? Because I already talked about middle school spring break for me, and I want to oh, hear you did, about you yours. So I was at the same school from first grade Lost. through eighth grade, which is why I kind of lumped all mine together. You were at different schools. It's like my experience at my private school was all kind of cohesive in my mind, um, and I just talked about it. And I want to hear yours from your sure. public school experience. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I went to a new school in seventh grade. And I went from a private school to a public school, which I'm sure we'll do a podcast on that. Yeah, we both did that. We both did that. We went different times, but yes. Yes, different times, which I have so many stories about that. Um, But essentially, you know, this kind of opened up the world to like people are. (laughs) Okay, I do have to say this really quick. Our dogs are together and Eddie's here right now. And Hannah just, he's been howling like the moon, which... Um, y'all might not be able to hear, but she just did a huge <laughs> middle finger to Eddie. And it was the best <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It was a very like prompt, like I'm sticking my arm out aggressively, like Z-da-da. he's being the worst. Um, he never gets contained in a cage because he's just lives on his own in our apartment. And I think he's really um pitching a fit because he's caged right now. He's behind a gate right now. He's being a prima two other dogs. They can even play together. So prima donna prima donna okay um, continue you were at yeah. your public school so i'm at the public school and i'm seeing people like kissing in the hallway and like people are holding hands everybody's kissing and hanging out and i'm like whoa like my first week of the school i was like man this this place is where it's at man this place You're is like, where I gotta it's catch at. Up. <laughs> yeah i'm like i gotta catch up dude and so one of my and y'all this is how boy crazy i was oh my god i was crazy now that i'm really talking about it and bringing it up i'm like oh my gosh um, so I joined. I don't think you were crazy. You, I, I think a lot of, I think everyone at that age is crazy over what they're attracted to. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of how much confidence you have to actually go after it. So you just had confidence. I think that's something to be proud of. Well, thank you. Confidence is key. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That it is. It is. Um, so what I would do, and I realized this was a pattern with me. Um, well, first and foremost, in middle school is when I had my first kiss in seventh grade. Love that for you. Oh, awesome. thank you. 
and um well it went sort of poorly it was in transformers at the real cinema up in duluth transformers movie with megan fox you know everybody's feeling things sitting there and you're like maybe i should kiss the person next to me because megan fox is so hot (laughs) yeah i think that's what everybody is thinking it's like i'm thinking about megan fox so maybe i should take advantage of this moment (laughs) well he leans over to kiss me and um i accidentally kiss his nose and it was on me because of the angle we were at or whatever. And I was like, oh, no. And he's like, should we? And then he was like, should we retry this? And I was like, we totally should, dude. Seven craters, cheese balls. Um, at least you didn't bang teeth. Nose is gentle. I've done that before. Yeah, but at least it wasn't on your first kiss, you know. You're right. You're right. Was that on your first kiss? No, no. <laughs> I was old enough. I was very old. So I had... I had learned enough from my friend's stories. <laughs> okay, I was like, man, because that is like a painful, a painful thing. And I, know, I feel like a lot of people I know that happened on their first kiss or around their mm-hmm. first kiss. Painful. Yeah, yeah, that is painful. And uh, back of the theater, you know, Transformers. And so, you know, we kiss or whatever. And then I'm like, yeah, this is my dude. And then literally we get together. We're boyfriend, girlfriend, you know. I get invited to this pool party and then he sprays the bear with like the Abercrombie cologne that he's wearing. Yes. Oh. And I smell the bear and bring it home and I'm like, oh, my first boyfriend. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And so you like sleep with the bear and smell it every night. Oh, and for, yeah, sure I do. For one of my friends, it was a football, like the guy's football and she slept with it every night. Oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah. I love this for, for you guys. Wow. Um, and so that happens. And then I start talking to this other guy in middle school and i'm while you had this boyfriend yeah you go girl and they were friends this is this is where the plot thickens i know know amazing i was like new school new me i guess what up what up creepy jackie gone play a jackie in what's up i love this it's kind of like (laughs) execution different but it's kind of how i felt when i was 23 (laughs) yeah you're you're like let's go um and so and you know these guys were kind of friends you know everybody's figuring it out and so this other guy is like hey So this was like the summer before seventh grade. How I met them, I hadn't gone to the school yet. I think I just started playing softball for Duluth and we had like summer hangs with people, got connected through them. And I was like, cool beans, man. Everything happens at those summer hangs. So I hear. Right? Yeah. Um, So, no, this was, um, excuse me. This was, I got this all messed up for a second. This was the summer after seventh grade. So I'd already been there a year. Gotcha. Okay. I started dating this guy. So so it was like the summer between where I had my first kiss, all that. So you leave sixth grade. Wait, you leave seventh grade and with this boyfriend going into summer. Yes, yes. Okay, that and is. you're, you're like, gonna spend summer with your boyfriend, and then I'm like, oh, enter uh, the guest character. Yeah, he yes, guest character, and then and then there's a new guy who's friends. Okay, and so multiple guest appearances. Let's go multiple. Um, and then we get into a third guest appearance here in a bit, but the timelines don't get muddled though. This is amazing. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear more about this. Oh, it gets more amazing. Okay, so this is the summer seven of of the summer before going into eighth grade. Okay. After seven, seventh grade's done, I have my first kiss over the summer of Transformers. I start talking with this guy's buddy who he introduced me to. And I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. You know, then, then I, I all of a sudden have to go get my appendix out of the hospital. Oh, yeah. Your Madeline moment. I break up. Did I tell you this? I no. break up. This is, while, this is while I'm in a relationship with the guy with the first kiss relationship. I'm, I'm doing air quotes. Middle school is enough of a qualifier for there to always be air quotes. You don't even have to say it. So I'm at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, and I just had my surgery. 
um, my friend Tony comes to visit me in the hospital, her and her dad. And, um, like her dad or like, uh, my parents, like, I guess ran an errand. He's there. He's like, I'm gonna go get some coffee or whatever. And so Tony and I, while I'm in my hospital bed, she's like, Hey man. And I was telling her, I was like, Tyler, oh, his name was Tyler. It doesn't really matter. It's, you know, I, I don't think many people are going to know him on this podcast. I was like, Tyler is, he hasn't been sweet enough to me since I've had this surgery. <laughs> Oh God. Phenomenal. Stand up for yourself. Have Wait. some, have some boundaries. Have some he's expectations. Not, he's not been supportive enough of me. Understandably so. It's a he didn't bring boy. a second teddy bear with Abercrombie spray. Well, he didn't, it. yeah, he didn't come see me. He was busy. Fatal, and fatal flaw. Fatal flaw, right? So I'm like, well, he's not, he hasn't called. He's not being sweet enough. This other guy who's his friend has called me <laughs> I was about to say you have you, you literally have a batting roster and he's the first slot and if you mess up there's a whole line of dudes waiting. I mean and I said Tony help me I broke up with him we were over there I, I can see her now sitting on that little plastic couch next to me she I said I can't do it take my phone I'm so frustrated and mad at him I'm there all hooked up with IVs I'm like you know we are we're gonna break up with him right now on to the next guy I almost died but let's break up with my seventh grade boyfriend <laughs> yep I, after appendicitis and I'm like it's real life man this shows you how crazy I was about boys because this is what was on my mind it's what's on every seventh grader's mind that's true this was like a soap opera like literally yeah. general uh, hospital the, the general Atlanta general hospital <laughs> so I'm um I'm there and uh you know I break up with them and so the other guy of course swoops in and he's like this guy's name was Eric and he's like oh I'll be there I'll be here for you Jackie like the other guy's not here for you. I'm here for you. So I think about a week or two later, I start going out with this guy. Incredible. Okay. Also, can I ask, are they, did those guys stop being friends for a little while? Yes. Yeah. Okay. A smidgy. But the only reason why they stopped is because Tyler was now going to go to another school. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. Okay. So, so it made they, it they were able to get past it. Okay. Got past it. How I'm remembering this sort of detail I don't know. I haven't thought about these things in years. It's all flooding back to me as if it was yesterday. <laughs> so fun. So fun. So fun. And so, you know, it's still right before school and we're having to pick our electives. Somehow I've managed to wait long enough to pick mine. Don't know how. Eric, the second guy, is like, I'm on the broadcast team. You should be on the broadcast team. Is that how you got into that? That's how I got into that in middle school. Whoa. He advocated for me to be on the broadcast team. To be on BVP. Did you guys call it that? Broadcast video production? No, we called it, um, what did we call it? DMS, like TV or something. Middle school TV gotcha. or yeah. something um, of that sort. That's for all you Johns Creek <laughs> gladiators out there. Uh, BVP. I was never a part of it. Oh. But yeah, go v BVP, BVP gladiators. Yeah. Go gladiators. It's what they called so the class. On. It wasn't what our like network was called. Ah, I see. I see. Um, oh, I, 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 that makes sense. Um, well, actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry, y'all. I've been doing this lately. Like, I'll say a story, and then I realize I have it asked backwards. I was in broadcast. I convinced him to do it. Because oh, okay. this you is going to play part of it with you. Yep. You did. This is going to play into a future story. Can't wait. Mrs. Heckman was her name. Was the broadcast teacher, and she was a drama teacher. Okay. Fun name, Heckman. A fun, the heck fun man? name, interesting lady. What, what the, heck? the heck, man? What the heck, man? Um, and so I'm like, Eric's got to be in broadcast now. So like, obviously, 
when we would go into the broadcast room, we'd be doing some kissing. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, we got to go mess around with these wires in the back. And it'd be like, let me attach this wire here. <laughs> I know, dude. I was so bad. Oh my god. Which I was really a goody two shoes. I don't know what got into me when I started like liking people, but I was like, okay. Um, how do I go? How do I move on from this? Okay, so Eric cheats on me. WTF, Eric? I know. With a freshman in high school. Ew. Wait. She was kind hot. of impressive. <laughs> He was in like, eighth grade, and he I got a know. freshman. Wow, that's actually very impressive. And he was half you of do my not height. date across the high school the high school line. I know. And he was at that time because we're in middle school, like half my height. Wow, I know. I was always really t- like I was always the tallest girl in class, which is kind of weird because like I'm extremely average height, but I was always the tallest person. Yeah, you just so. grew quickly. Yeah, I did. Um, and so all this to say, we break up, we get back together, we break up, you know, all that stuff happens. Um, I feel like I'm talking a lot and I'm I'm You're not, I'm loving this every okay. minute. My so, again, my dating history is very minimal. So we're this is fun for me to live vicariously um, through you. It was a wild ride. And so <laughs> Eric, I guess I break up with him or something because he cheats on me and I'm like, screw you, dude. And then he, and then he's like, no, I want you back. I want you back. I want you back. And I was like, all right, bro. And then his last name was bro, actually. Well, oh, damn it. I, I got to stop like telling people's names it's on fine. here. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe he'll get a couple extra followers. <laughs> oh my God. That is hysterical. Um, And so he breaks up with me. I'm heartbroken. I remember the shirt I was wearing. I remember the summer heat. Was and it was it? at a football game. It was a shirt that was light blue. It was my favorite shirt. Had a rainbow on it. Of and course. it said, have a Hurley day. Oh, it was Hurley. It was Hurley. Oh, and you were at a football game. Under the bleachers. Oh, okay. He broke up with me. Makes sense because I always heard legend that that's where all that stuff happened. So much like with spring break when I thought this is where if anything's going to happen for me, it's going to be here. I thought that would happen to me at Northview football games because my brother Ooh. went to Northview and played football. So I was always at his games and all the middle schoolers would go and hang out. So I knew that that's oh, where yeah. like things came together happened. where things fell apart. It's where, it's where the everything went down. It did all go down. I, I watched. It I have was, actually. It was excellent. Quite a few football game stories that are riveting that we'll get into on another episode. Yeah, that sounds excellent. I love it. Fabulous. Um, And so I get broken up with and I'm like, this sucks. As the weeks progress, um, you know, schools, you know, in session, this guy that is in my class, you know, kind of catches my eye. I realize (laughs) another guy. Enter a new character. (laughs) Enter a new character. I'm still on the broadcast team. Um, Eric's still on the broadcast team with me. And the new character enters the building. This is the character's name who I had to bleep out before. Kirby. Kirby, thank you. Kirby, your enthusiasm. Kirby, your enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Goodness gracious. I don't even want to say that with his name involved because... He was not humorous and mentioning Larry David or uh, an ode to Larry David at all yeah. around his pseudonym name is he doesn't just deserve it, deplorable. But he has to be Kirby, but he doesn't get to be Kirby or enthusiasm. No, or Kirby smart because he sucks. So he's Kirby from uh, what's the cartoon Kirby? Oh, 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 from Pokemon? 
Yeah, maybe you know that. I don't think it's real Pokemon. I'm gonna I like how you've been talking recently. It's very nice. Um, so this guy catches my eye, Kirby in class. I'm like, I've been with Tyler, I've been with Eric, now I want some Kirby. And so I what's really, really interesting is that I cat I I'm like, okay, you used to ride my bus. I recognized him. And I used to stare at him through the bus window because I'm a creeper, remember? And come to find out, right? We, you know, have crossed paths before. You know, it's middle school. There's not many places you can go. So no wonder I've crossed paths with them. I was like, dude, I like you. So we are in all the same classes. So I'm like, ooh. So we start going out. And this actually Love ends it. up being my first love. Like, we're together for like two and a half years. Crazy serious relationship. Parents did not like him at all, understandably so. Um, huge differences there. It was like an opposites of track situation, but not in a good way at okay. all. To yeah. my detriment. Come to find out. Fatal attraction. Fatal attraction, except also, I did want to say Kirby's from Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. I know I we should have done, done that. We're a bunch of dumb thumbs. Okay, but anyway, a fatal attraction oh, kind shit. of a situation, which is a real thing. I think that's really relatable. I think a lot of people have been attracted to people that you can't quite understand or peg why, but they're just, it's not good for you, but you're so drawn to it. It's very, very yeah. shared experience. Oh, yes, yes. It's just weird. It's like, yeah, it is one weird. One of those sayings where it's like, well, we would have never, like, if we met in any other point in our life, never would have been together. Um, yeah, crazy times. So that first semester, you know, my elective is broadcast or whatever. Um, maybe it was my elective. I can't remember if it was extracurricular or whatever. Mrs. Heckman was the leader, though, and I had convinced her to bring Eric onto the broadcast team. I also convinced her to bring Kirby into drama class because she was also the drama teacher. Okay, okay. Yep. Um, like assembling the Avengers. And Miss Heckman <laughs> is is the leader. I don't know why. She's like Samuel L. Jackson's character, who I can't remember the name of oh right God. now. <laughs> that is really, really funny. Um, so somehow, and I forgot. God, I'm, I'm like all over the place. Miss Heckman had already caught me and Eric kissing at broadcast. That was an important part of the story I left out. Got it. I was like, there's no way she's going to find out that me and Kirby are a thing. Sees us holding hands was like do you just put like I trusted you like because I was such like a teacher's pet too as well so I was like oh well sorry lady I just bring the guys that I like so I can spend more time with them you're just teaching her that women and humans can be multifaceted you can be an excellent student and also like to play at the game of love what's wrong with that can't trust an eighth grade girl you can multitask okay yeah I can I can be you know Setting up my dating relationships on the side while learning about Midsummer Night Dream. Yeah, you can be watching a performance of Midsummer Night Dream or a reading while passing notes to your boyfriend. Right? Things can happen simultaneously. They can. Um, and so we got so serious in um, middle school. Serious, however serious you can get in middle school. I don't know. And to the point where my teachers because we were in classes together like moved him out of my classes wow that's pretty and yeah. that's pretty serious at a public school especially yeah and like they called my parents in 
and like had a conference with them and they were like Jackie has so much promise but like this guy's gonna like hold her back basically wild times and that made me really angry because I was like I'm feel starting to feel like an adult you know and I was yep. like yeah I'm an adult I'm you know but yeah so ugh, that was the start of a Dang. tumultuous relationship Ooh, and and it was for you said two and a half years so was that it, obviously into high school yeah into high school which is kind of nutty um we broke up I think like my sophomore year okay but like when I tell you like and I, that's how those first relationships are right you're like you're, you're head over heels for this person for sure you spend all your time with them like I but but when I look at it like the first year or so you know all good harmless you know but after that like I started like isolating myself like I was losing yeah. friends but, but yeah. he was isolating me like in yeah. retrospect I had to talk to him on the phone at least two hours every night like or at least an hour every night was he, two hours would he like call you out or get angry with you if you didn't? oh yeah oh yeah how so um, just thinking this may be helpful to anyone that's listening that maybe has experienced some like, things yell- yelling at me like no like like expletives were said or whatever but would just like be like how could you do this to me like I need to be your priority just like really oh gosh hard. like and honestly like I envy your like being like I didn't you know I wasn't tied down to a guy in high school like well yeah I'll get into that later but it's not yeah. that I wasn't tied down nobody wanted me but that's okay <laughs> it's it's neither side is good neither side is good yeah just like one of those things where um yeah just like really that sucks, Jackie I mean so he basically bad. was I this this word is so overused so I I mean I want to say gaslighting but I feel like I it's more appropriate to say something like a little bit of you know emotional um, manipulation and emotional yeah. abuse however he's not he's so young he doesn't know necessarily that he's doing that to you no. so that's so hard when young kids are dating it's like you don't want to villainize one person but his behavior was unacceptable oh extremely and of course like when you're young and impressionable that's going to shape the way you think about relationships and about men and about what's expected out of you mm. as a counterpart in a relationship i mean did that impact future relationships Oh, yeah. I mean, there are times now when Ned's like, why are you, like, getting upset at yourself about that? And I have to sit there and think about it and be like, oh, I'm deep down inside, like, assuming that – not that, like, Ned is going to react like that. Yeah. But I was so impressionable at that age, and I was in that relationship for so long that, like, there are things I probably do now to, like, avoid, like, conflict that really wouldn't be conflict. Ned's like – well, why wouldn't you just say that? Like, why wouldn't you just do that? Like, I don't care. Like, for the longest time, like, I wouldn't be the beginning of me and Ned's relationship if I thought somebody was attractive or, like, I wanted yeah. to comment on something that I, like, had, like, thoughts about. Um, I was worried that that would not be well-received and that I would have a lot of judgment toward me. Like, it was just, like, this, it was Yeah, well, really like, a fear. Up. Yeah, I mean, he had you in fear and, and that makes sense. I mean, we are all impressionable, especially at that age by anything, everything that impacts us. And when that's your first relationship, of course, that's going to unearth and, and be something you have to unravel and undo and be really mindful about in future relationships. That's only natural. So yeah, just like, that sucks, dude, dude, it did. And 
it was just like one of those things where I was like in really deep. And what I mean by that was I just felt like, oh my God, like if I, like I, I basically at the end of the relationship, it was like, he was making me fearful of like breaking up with him. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm going to like lose my shit and I'm going to da 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 and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like saying these like threatening things where it was really scary for some time. And I was like, honestly at that time definitely like depressed and because of that relationship and you know I see like why my parents were so like fearful but because I think I think one of the things though that did drive us together is that our like my parents didn't like him his parents didn't really like me you know and I think if my parents hadn't been as involved who knows like yeah you were able to commiserate together over the thing that was causing you both pain which yeah that will bring people together in a strong way but not really in a healthy way no like not at all um but yeah it it was it was pretty pretty bad and like so much so like but again from this relationship so many great things were brought into my life yeah soccer being one of them yes um you know he played a lot of soccer and so he we would play together and went as far as to like I tried out for the like school team and I made varsity and like he didn't yeah you did so thank you um he wouldn't come to my my games because he didn't support the varsity teams because he didn't make the team like that's just, ridiculous yeah just like shit like that where you're like dude like are you are you like freaking kidding me like just weird stuff like that so that gives you any idea like a glimpse into that relationship that's how it was um just a wildly insecure person that is yes banking on you to be his security yeah and you alone that's really dangerous for him yeah and really horribly, scary horribly heavy for you yeah really scary um scary stuff yeah and I mean I don't blame you for getting into a situation like that those kind of like fatal attractions at that age feel like this is the realest attraction I've ever had mm-hmm. because he gets me in a way that like he sees my deep pain and we connect on that and like there's something about that that can really draw you to somebody and before you have enough experience or just life lived to understand why that should be a big old yellow caution sign you don't know that so of course like a ton of people find themselves in situations like that yeah but you're right it's it's a it's so intense at the beginning you're like how could this like be bad for me because it's so like it feels so right or like this is it's tangible it's in front of me it's something that I can see and it's I already feel like I'm starting to feel so alive because, you know, I'm going through like puberty and I'm becoming an adult and my brain is changing. The chemistry in my brain is literally changing. And, um, yeah, it's just crazy. And like, I wish I could have protected myself from that. And I know that's what my parents were trying to do. Yeah. So I respect them for that, but it did make it like, like my first two years of high school really challenging. Um, yeah but it didn't stop me from like joint thank goodness joining clubs playing sports I did all of that stuff even when I was still with him which was really great that's awesome for me um and but, a lot about you that you didn't let him fully isolate you even though it affected you in a lot of ways it wasn't he wasn't successful and fully pulling you away from no, and I, that and speaks I, a lot about you oh thank you mm-hmm. um and I think that's why we ultimately broke up is because I just stuck to my guns. And I was like, no, dude, like, sorry, I'm still going to hang out with these people. And like, you can't tell me what to do, man. I don't I don't do well with that. Yeah. I took that for so long. I was like, Mm-mm, nope, not doing that. 
Um, sorry. But of course, I wasn't perfect either. I was a teenager and, you yeah, know. Yeah, you teenagers are teenagers. <laughs> this is all like every one of these stories gets the qualifier of you were a child still trying to figure so everything true. out, like awkward little duckling trying to grow into a full grown goose, you know, or duck. Whatever. Yeah. Um, a goose, a silly yeah. goose. A silly goose. Uh, a silly goose. <laughs> That's exactly what you became. Uh, yeah, really? No, but like that, I mean, there's a qualifier for all of these stories, but I am curious. Um, well, first, before I ask this mm-hmm. question, I want to just add that like whole fatal attraction flaw or like being drawn to like the darkness and someone maybe. I don't know if that you felt that with him, but I, I definitely had a crush in like eighth grade that um, it was this guy who was really deep and interesting and had all these fascinating thought processes that I kind of had similar thoughts and thought about the world in a similar way. And we were both like kind of depressed people. And I, um, I was like this, I've never felt so understood, but thankfully, I mean, nothing ever happened there, but thankfully, because it would have been a disaster because we both would have been little sad schmucks and it would have have really like been a, almost like being pulled into a black hole, uh, if that had worked out. But I remember being so drawn to that feeling of like conversations with this person feel bigger than life. They feel bigger than the middle school or high school drama that's around me. And I feel more grown up talking to this person because everyone has higher stakes. So I remember that feeling. It's really intoxicating. It is. And it's so like dangerous. Oh yeah. It feels dangerous. And it actually, what's crazy is at the time it's like, Ooh, this is exciting. And like, this feels risky. But like as an adult, when I look back and I'm like, actually, yeah, that's like somewhat dangerous. Totally. When you really look at, um, two people in a really vulnerable and transformative state yeah. have so much influence over each other's lives is terrifying to think about. Yeah. And just like kind of stumbling through, like you have this really, really deep resonant feeling and you're stumbling through trying to figure out what that feeling is in the first place. And then mm-hmm. trying to do it with somebody else who has a similar feeling and also doesn't know their way through. And it's just, yeah. it's crazy. I can't imagine if, if that blindly blind. for me. Yeah. And I like, I was not a healthy person emotionally. So I'm, I would have been an unhealthily codependent partner at that time. And I mean, I even was when Connor and I were first dating in some ways too. So I was grown up. I was a grown ass woman at 21 and I still was that way. So like I have empathy for people that were codependent in high school for sure, but it's dangerous. Definitely. It is, it is a slippery slope. Um, you said you had a question you wanted to ask. Okay. Yeah. So that aside, I'm curious. So after Kirby, did you date anyone else in high school? How did that go? Because obviously I know a lot more about your college experiences, which we can jump to next after I do my two minutes on high school. But I'm curious yeah. about how it was adjusting out of that relationship, especially while you guys were still at the same school. Oh my gosh. It was, it was a challenge. And so I would say that even months after we had broken up, we were still seeing each other. Um, I, I'm trying to think about like the first, oh, well, while we were breaking up, I, there was a guy who was interested in me. who was like one or two grades older. Okay. Um, he ended yeah, up just, get it. <laughs> he, well, it actually, oh my God, this is such a terrible story that I'm about to tell. Oh my God. Um, heartbreaking for me, honestly, because this was like, the first person like he was polar opposite of Kirby so it's like this new guy coming in he was yeah. sort of starting to talk to me and be like yeah this guy's like kind of sucks like you shouldn't really be with him and I was like you're kind of right he like 
it's not treating me very well. And so this guy was like, um, like I would come to some of his lacrosse games and we were talking a little bit. Of course he plays lacrosse. I just have to say that. What did you say? I said, of course he plays lacrosse. <laughs> like that's the opposite of soccer for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Super opposite. Um, and then essentially the guy, like I at that point was on crutches. I think I had like had a soccer injury. And so he like came to pick me up and I thought we were going to go on a date, but like he was just trying to like make out with me and stuff, all this stuff. Essentially, I'm not going to tell the full story because it's not worth the time, but he had like kind of led me on and then like was like, I'm done with you kind of a thing. (sighs) Jackie, that is horrible. I know. And not like we needed to be in a relationship, but like I at least like for the first time after having like such a hard, stupid, like he didn't like like Kirby didn't have a car and like he didn't like pay for things and like that finally like being oh thinking like I'm gonna be pursued by somebody who's like a good dude and I was like yeah like and then I used that to really beat myself up about like oh like Kirby then found that out and he used that as a tool to like blame me for like our breakup and blame me as like you put that on me for like being a bad person and so we me and Kirby didn't really talk for like probably like a year and a half two years like I don't think we talked again until senior year wow which is kind of crazy I know being at the same high school that's impressive there were probably a lot of times you're in the hallway trying to avoid each other completely yeah Yeah. um it was pretty wild um and I did I I did date a few more people I dated um one another guy who was a grade older than me excellent work again um well thank you thank you not really he he <laughs> ended up just thinking from <laughs> a high school mindset what a success oh my god well actually don't mindset who cares <laughs> right right um I would say the only other serious relationship that I, I though and before I get into this other story right because this other story is like crazy town USA I had a good friend junior year he was one of my best friends and um we ended up dating for like six months and it wasn't like a hey we're like together we're official but like that was somebody who I really cared about who really cared about me and I think that it was nice to have something that wasn't so like intense yep is this a person I also know (sighs) no it's not I know it's story never mind different story okay possibly possibly no I'm I'm referencing somebody who we still see occasionally these days and oh my god no different story different story yeah different story um that was like a youth group drama. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and so it, I will tell you though. So after that, I ended up dating the guy that was like um, a year older and we were boyfriend and girlfriend for, I don't know, six months or something like that. And okay. So his um, parents were very, very strict about him having a girlfriend Okay, it sounds like my parents with my brothers. Oh my gosh. So many rules. They had read that Kiss Dating Goodbye book so, and they, they operated out of it for sure. So, so strict. Um, and they also were not comfortable, and I'm just like going to be really honest, like I don't know how else to slice it. They weren't comfortable with like um, with that person like dating outside of their own race. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So they were like not crazy about me for, for, it, for that way. And like he had let yeah. me know that. Um, and I was like, all right, like, get it, you know, all right, you know, I, I don't get it actually <laughs> at all, but, um, you know, I, I like you and I care about you a lot, so I'm not going to worry about that. Um, and so 
you know, we we go to P.F. Chang's one day with his family. Great restaurant. Right? It's like, oh, great. Um, somehow they invite me to P.F. Chang's. I'm like, are you sure that they want, they don't want us to be together. They don't want you to have a girlfriend, period. They really don't want me to be your girlfriend. Like, I, like why, why are we going to P.F. Chang's? He's like, it's really important you come to P.F. Chang's with me. I was like, all serious conversations happen at P.F. Chang's. I mean, really? So he's, I'm like, who's going to be there? Because it's the one at Mall of Georgia. So he's like, after it's over, we'll go see a movie. Like, you know exactly what it is. This would have been. Through the, uh, was it Bass Pro Shop? No, it was some big outdoor store. I got my first ski set there. Oh. And then the P.F. Chang's, my uh, babysitter growing up worked at that P.F. Chang's. It was her other job. Anyway, continue. Very cool. And there's well, that great movie theater. Maybe she was our waitress because her this would have been 2013. Lovely. Yeah. No, nah, she's not babysitting. She may have still worked there. She stopped babysitting me when I was like seven or eight. So wow. that was well past that. Okay. Well, that I, like to, I like her. to think she worked you there. <laughs> I, like to, I like to think she worked there. So like our paths sort of crossed. Let's um, just say it. She worked there. She worked there. <laughs> um, she did. And so he was like, I was like, who's going to be there? And he was like, my mom, my grandmother, my aunt, my older sister, and my younger sister. Oh, no, you're getting bombarded by all the women in the family. Oh, well, here's a sweet part about that. I didn't get bombarded because no one said a word to me the entire meal. Yeah, this is one of the most interesting experiences I've ever had. What? Yeah, no one said a word to me. What? <laughs> No one said a word to me. So we go and we sit down and I'm like, hey, and no one, no one looks me in the eye. No, I'm serious. The only person that's looking me in the eye are my boyfriend at the time and his younger sister is the only one who will acknowledge me. Older sister won't acknowledge me. Aunt won't, won't acknowledge me. Grandmother won't acknowledge me. The last of all, his mom, who did despise me, like literally, she did not like me at all, um, was at the table. So we sit down. It's wildly uncomfortable. I interject at one point in the conversation, no, like to comment on what everyone's talking about. Yeah, just trying to say, "Hey, I'm no here." No one looks over at me. N- no one talk. No one talks to me, right? And I'm looking at him, like, "Are you seeing this?" Like social cues, like, "What's up? What's up?" Um, he didn't even. He's not. You know, when he looks at me, he's acting like nothing's happening, right? So, um, I wonder if they treat people like this a lot too. If that, like, he's not even flagging it, you know. It's probably it's really, that. It's really it's, sad. It's like super sad. And That's so wild. wild. And so his younger sister goes to the bathroom. She probably takes five minutes, six at most. Um, And I'm like, oh, she's probably just like taking a poo. I don't know. Maybe yeah. she's like letting a little fart out. I don't know. It's her business. Her business. And she comes back and the mom his mom starts berating her and saying, I know you were in the bathroom with a boy. Like, I know that you're doing this. And it starts like, I mean, I'm talking like making a scene at this PF Chang's. Oh my gosh. And we're luckily in like one of those booths that's like in the corner of the restaurant. So like, you know, people are starting to look over, but luckily we're not at the center. Like not everybody in the restaurant is looking just the people who are within our vicinity. And I'm like, Oh my god! Okay. What have I gotten myself into? Oh my gosh! Um, and I was like, 
all right. And somehow I managed to get through this meal. I think I was like texting my mom during it. Like, mom, you're not going to believe this. So we walk out of the parking lot. No one says goodbye to me. No one has acknowledged me at all this entire meal. Like weirdest thing I've ever been walking out into the parking lot. And, um, you know, uh, I look over at him. I said, what was that? Totally gaslighted me. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, we're over. We're done. I broke up with him right there, then and there. Good for you. Good said, for you. I said, I said, none of your family members acknowledged me once. It's not, it's not crazy. That's, that's really upsetting. Yeah. It that was like wild. To treat human beings like that. I Even know. if like you don't want your kid dating somebody and you have your reasons and you strongly believe in them, yeah. still treat that person with dignity. Like goodness gracious. That's I really, know. really sad. Yeah. Like extremely small minded. And so, I was like, so wow. awkward and sad and complicated for a teenager to have to experience that. I hate yeah. that for you. Yeah. Wildly uncomfortable. And I was like, I think I'm like not going to date anybody until I go to college. Yeah. So that's was like that junior year. Yeah, that was the end okay. of my junior year. Okay. Um, and then in senior year, I kind of started like hanging out with Kirby again, like as a friends with benefits kind of deal. Yeah. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Um, but you know, I primarily just hung out with friends my senior year, and I, I had a great a great year. But weird high school stuff is weird. Yeah, it is. I had a lot of, so I didn't date anyone in high school, but I, a lot of my friends did. So I got to be, you know, privy to the conversations about their dating experiences and stuff. And it's just like, it's a wild time to be dating because you're trying to figure out who you are while also trying to fit in, while also trying to figure out who you're attracted, like who you actually like. And, you know, I don't know, it's very complicated. There's a lot of hormones pumping too. So there's a lot of conflicting like hormone brain versus real brain. And then you're trying to think about college and what you want to do with your life. There's just so much pressure on high school students, I feel like, in a lot of different mm -hmm. ways. And did you ever feel like the people you dated in high school were like the people you're going to be with forever? Or was that ever something that you felt the pressure to figure out? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think I didn't feel pressure to figure it out then. I think that with Kirby, I did feel that way. Um, and I was like this person like we talked about forever like all that yeah um, of course. I mean again the emotions pumping like you're going to yeah but outside of that not really I love that you didn't have that pressure I think that my view of dating and one of the reasons I was also afraid to put myself out there mm -hmm. was that I assumed that everybody else was raised how I was where you thought dating the only point of dating was to get married. Like that was what I was taught and told. And I don't think that that's a bad philosophy per se. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that that's wrong. I, I respect that that's what my parents had set up for me. I know my mom had dated quite a bit and um, I think she was just like, it just wasn't maybe worth it or something. I don't know. So they just wanted me to think about it like that. Um, but because I take everything to the extremes emotionally, in my mind, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, then there's really no leeway to date unless I know I'm going to marry this person or yeah. I think I'm going to marry this person. So, well, in high school, I didn't really have opportunities. There was like awkward stories, which I'll tell in a minute of me, like, mm -hmm. you know, trying to flirt and I'm just not, I am not a flirt. I am not red alert I'm not a flirt like I cannot, I cannot do it um and so it just wasn't and I just was like shy and awkward and like very uncomfortable in my own skin and it just wasn't working out for me then but when I did start to think about dating or think about it more seriously and and um first dated Connor but then after I graduated and we had broken up was when I started to really explore the idea of 
dating and going on dates with people, I had this huge weight over my shoulders of you better figure out quick if this person is your person, because I watched all my friends get their hearts broken or break somebody else's heart. And I was like, I do not want to lead people on. That was my biggest fear because I had a friend that I was under the impression that she was leading most of the guys on in her life. And I, you know, saw how much that hurt some of the guys that I knew. And I loved her to death. I know she wasn't doing it on purpose, but it's like, I don't want to do that to people because I had people do it to me also. And it sucked. Mm. I had that happen to me in high school. And you know, it was a terrible feeling. So I was always afraid to lead people on. And I also thought that if I dated them and didn't think I was going to marry them or think we could be that serious, that I just couldn't do that to somebody. Like, I just didn't think it was allowed. Yeah. I don't really know how else to explain it, That like, I just didn't think it was allowed. And I thought everybody was under that same impression. So when I saw people dating people for years, even in high school, I was like, oh, they must be getting married one day yeah, because they're dating for years. Cause like, that's yeah. what happens when you date people for more than a week, you marry them. And it's like the most effed up thing. And it's hilarious that I ended up marrying the person that I dated first, but it's probably for the best for me because that was just like really hard mindset for me to break, Mm -hmm. especially when I started dating people after Connor, because we were so like, uh, intense and talked about marriage way too much. We should not have talked about it as much as we did. And when we got back together, it was like a cardinal rule not to talk about it because it was not healthy for us. And mm-hmm. almost becomes this like thing out there. I think a lot of college couples do this. It's like this thing out there that you can't quite reach. So it's safe enough to talk about, but the closer you inch towards it becoming realistic, the more it gets scary. And that's yeah. why Connor and I basically broke up the first time because he got really afraid of the idea of thank God, because we were not ready to be married, the two of us at uh-huh. that time. Um, But yeah, anyway, that's kind of like where my head was in high school and why I'm curious about where your head was when you were dating. I never did that, but I assumed the people Mm -hmm. that did date people for years were like, I'm going to marry this person because that's just what I was taught about dating, which is kind of funny to think about. Oh, that's such a heavy weight to carry and a lot of pressure on yourself, but the adoption of an idea that I can't like there's no such thing as casual dating which I think in turn like what I I think is you know yeah that sucks and that was messed up and I hate that you had to had that ideals but there were probably so many people that you were like thoughtful and considerate of so like that's the good in it obviously but like I hear you and that I had a lot of friends that was the mindset and I received some judgment for my dating but also at the same time like looking back I was like well they had the right idea because they avoided you know heartbreak or they avoided having to deal with these you know with manipulative people or in a lot of ways like I wanted that protection for myself totally that makes sense. You know? It's it's definitely like a grass is always greener because I felt like when I was in my 20s starting to date people for the first time after Connor mm-hmm. and I broke up, I was like, I am doing and feeling all the awkward first things of relationships that everybody else felt literally 15 years ago. Like it was, I felt, I know I shouldn't have felt embarrassed and I didn't actually, I don't know if I was actually embarrassed, but I was like, I really wish I didn't have to be feeling this as a 25 year old woman. Like this sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks that I'm working out my insecurity about being desirable 
at this age. It's just like not good. But I do think you're completely right that that mindset really did save me from a lot of things and saved other people from a lot of things. So I'm not mad about it per se, but I already take things in life way too seriously. And I just kind of wish that I had been told, hey, it's okay to explore and figure it out because I would have taken it way too seriously anyway. You know, yeah, it would have already been way too serious in my head, but I would have at least given myself a little bit, a little bit of a break for being like, Hey, I think this guy's attractive. And I like want to like make out with him. And I would have felt less bad or guilty or slutty for feeling that, you know, Mm -hmm. and being like, I have to want to marry him if I can, if I feel that way, (laughs) which is crazy to think about. I like really resonate with that though, because I never like, uh, and maybe I shouldn't have said casually uh, dated, but I really didn't I always went in with the mindset of I like you a lot and I do see a future with you. So I was always very intentional about it. And I had people in my life be like, why are you so serious about this? Like friends. I had friends on both sides going, why are you so serious about this? It doesn't matter. We're in high school. And I was like, wow, they really had it right. Like I look back and I'm like, damn, okay. Um, That's where it's at. And then I had people being like really with sticks up their butt. (laughs) Like I don't know how else to put it. Well, yeah, and I'm not trying to like no, no, call no, you please. out either. No, no, no. I needed um, to like straight up. And I wasn't me. trying to be like that. I just didn't. That's literally what I was taught. And that's why I look back at high school. I'm like, everybody deserves just a little bit of grace because we're all You're figuring right. it out. And we're all just a product. We're ourselves and who we're made to be as a product of our environment as well. So there's, You're right. there's a lot of that going on. And I had to stick up my butt about a number of other things. Right. Totally. Um, and thought that people couldn't fall outside of certain lines that I was setting. Totally. Um, we, all, we all have that. Yeah. It's just like, it's so funny to look back and just be like, uh, LOL, that I cared so much about that. Totally. But I hear um, what you're saying about casual dating. Like, you didn't really do that either. No. Even though you had these relationships and you, you know, have the damage from them and you also have what you learned about what you need and what you don't need, um, you, both sides of the picture mm-hmm. damage and, and that. So, good and bad. But you never really were able, like, the, well, I can't say this about you. What I can say about me without, with not casually dating is I was never able to remove the emotion from it and just allow myself to go to dinner and talk to a person mm-hmm. and not make it a big deal. And yeah. like, I cannot even picture myself doing that because it's not how I'm built. I don't think I ever would have been successful at it if I'm being I'm honest. I'm not built that way either. Like I'm not. Yeah. Really. I just think we're relationship people. And I think part of our, maybe everybody has that level of crushes at a young age or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, I felt really intense and deep things for people when I had crushes on them. And it was like, yeah. felt very real, even if it wasn't at all real when, which for me it wasn't, but I was always, I think going to be like that. It's like zero to a hundred. It's just, not, it's just how I am. Yeah. I, I, I think that there's like such a beautiful thing about that. Yeah. You're like, I'm all in with this person. Like I, like I found my person I'm trying, or I'm trying to find my person. And then you find them and you're like, Hey, like I'm giving my, all, like, I'm not, yeah half-assing this like yeah it's like um, very it's very natural to be part of a couple and with somebody that you're very in love and committed to um I am grateful for that but it's just it's just interesting to look back and like hear people especially people that are my friends that are dating now and are out on the dating apps and really it's like a numbers game you have to go on so many dates and I think I I don't envy them that's not exactly what I'll say but I do really appreciate how much they've learned about themselves through that process. And mm-hmm. I really admire that. I'm like, they put themselves out there and 
they risked a lot to do that. And I think I, I just appreciate that. And that's something that I will never, that experience, I just won't have it. And that's okay. And I don't, that's fine. I'll, I'll grow in different ways, have grown in different ways. But I think that's just something I, I miss the boat on a little bit and mm-hmm. just think about sometimes. Yeah, it is interesting. And I, you know, didn't have a long season of my life where I was single, um, yeah. you know, briefly in college, but um, you know, I never had that really experience either, but I'll grow in other ways. Like, yeah, of course. So yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I can share two of my funny stories from high school Please um, do. as we've, as we've uh, set the scene, I did never date anyone. So what I'm about to say is to people that I barely knew and that's amazing. Um, so, okay. There was this one guy who was in my, uh, was in my youth group, which is where I spent most of my time. Also where I felt most confidence, like my scene, um, mm-hmm. I still wasn't that confident, but it was where I was most confident at, at my high school, zero to no confidence. So anyway, there's this guy who was older than me and I had had this crush on him from afar. I don't know. I don't really remember for how long, but probably for a while. He's just really cute, you know, and an athlete. I was always very attracted to athletes. Um, and was just like, he seems cool. But of course I have no confidence. So I'm not going to walk up to this guy and talk to him. Like that'd be weird. So <laughs> he's kind of friends with my brother, I guess. And I noticed that and I messaged him on Facebook, which I guess I had friended him on Facebook first. Before which, Messenger. Yeah. Before Messenger, back when like a friending on Facebook was embarrassing enough. So the fact that I friended this guy in the first place is embarrassing. Then I proceed to write a message to him telling him that I'm impressed by his faith and thank you for being friends with my brother. Wait, say that one more time. I I said (laughs) something along the lines, it was like a much longer paragraph that me and my friends edited while we were also, we were at a lake house um, and they sent it with them. But it was this long paragraph that said something along the lines of, I'm really impressed with your faith. Thank you for being so strong and being friends with my brother. Because I guess I thought my brother was struggling or something at the time, which is hilarious. And just sent that. I was like, really appreciate my brother in Christ probably was in there somewhere. Oh my God. <laughs> Never to be heard of again. Facebook. Heard from again. Um, I don't remember if he even, I'm sure he replied and said like, you're welcome or whatever. And yeah, then that was it. said you're welcome all lowercase period. Yeah. No, but you're, was, you are. Like, I think he was like a junior or senior in high school. <gasps> Maybe a senior. And I might've been a sophomore. Yeah. I think that was probably it. So it was like very, very, in retrospect, very embarrassing. Um, so that's the first one. I, my, my good old brother in Christ, uh, mad respect from afar. Oh man. Sometimes I go to holiday services and I'll see him from afar and I'm like, oh God, so embarrassing. You were like, go up to him. Hey, did you get my Facebook message from... <laughs> Laughing. I'm like, it's so funny. I think in my head, I'm like, if I had just waited it out until I like got through my awkward phase, maybe I could have, that message could have came with a little bit more warm welcome, but I sent it right at the wrong, but also right time. Did you then, did you then after you sent the message, go to your brother, tell him to befriend him on the playground? Yeah, totally. Tell him what his room was was like, like, all that. Daniel, please befriend this guy. No, they were already friends. And I don't think I've ever told Daniel that because I'm too embarrassed. (gasps) Oh. Oh yeah, it's really embarrassing. Oh, yeah. He used to he used to be on a list. My brothers had a list of two guys that they would be okay with me marrying. Um, and one of them was Connor, which is hilarious based Connor, on this Connor. Much, yeah, the one <gasps> married. Um, That's based amazing. on how because he was friends with my younger brother. Uh, but it's it's funny just based on how us getting back together was such a dramatic event. Um, 
but the other one was that guy that I sent the Facebook message to. So my brother would have welcomed it. He probably would have helped. But see, the thing is, I was too scared to actually pursue a relationship. So yeah. the Facebook was safe enough. Uh, the second Hide story, behind the keyboard and screen. Yeah, I know, which is hilarious because I don't really use social media much now. It's probably for the best. I learned my I learned my mistakes from, from my mistakes uh, because the other story was this guy who was in my PE class. Ooh sophomore year. I think a lot of this was happening sophomore, junior year of high school. Uh, my friends and I would talk about our crushes. So I actually did talk about it with my friends at that time. And we'd all giggle and we all were kind of like same levels of insecure um, and giggly and like very like, let's be female friends and focus on that. Um, but then also talk about our crushes and giggle and like do embarrassing messages over Facebook. Um, so we were talking about this guy who was in my PE class who I thought was really cute. He was also very shy. Um, so never really talked to me, but I thought he was cute. And he also played soccer. So, soccer. Hey. Yeah, good times. Um, I ended up following him on Twitter. He followed me or something like that. I don't really remember. <gasps> and then he, I noticed he had been tweeting about a band that I liked. And so I'd start tweeting lyrics from that band. <gasps> and then he would reply to my tweet. And then we'd be like replying to each other's tweets. And did you, could, can you DM on Twitter? I can't remember. Oh, I, I deleted my Twitter in college and then I got an, I got one back, but I think there was a way to privately message in Twitter. I think so. Or maybe I had his phone number. I can't remember. I think there was maybe an evolution because this happened for a while, for mm -hmm. a while, where we would message on Twitter or maybe via text. It may have gone to that. I can't. I blocked it out. But then I'd come into school and I would not talk to him oh. in PE. Oh. How cringe Would he that? talk to you? I mean, we would occasionally say hey and have like an awkward conversation, but I'm pretty sure I like refused eye contact because I was so shy and like so oh. awkward. It's so funny to think back on, but I just like, poor guy, if you're listening out there, I am so sorry that I treated you like that. You deserved better. Um, so funny though to watch. I'm sure my friends were like, oh, and I like, you like this guy and he's actually talking to you. What are you doing? Uh, oh my gosh. No, you were... You didn't realize it at the time, but yeah. And then I had a guy senior year. I've talked to you about this. This guy led like me and all my friends on. He sucked. This is the first yeah, guy. He's that, like, the worst. I don't even know him. I know his name, and he's not lucky that I know his name. It's not <laughs> that he's going to be found in a trunk by any means, like that guy's shirt with the icy blue eyes. But I do have blue eyes. I may not be Italian, but you better watch out, boy. <laughs> She's going to bat those eyelashes at you and then it's put good. you in a trunk and then help us find you. <laughs> Never. Never. But watch out. Oh, Here's man. Like, no, he's probably a kidding. wonderful guy now. I know he does not really like me because I never told anyone that I liked this guy. If you've watched or paid any attention to me, you would have known. But I think a lot of people are caught up in their own life and their own experiences. Question for you. Yes. This is how I picture him. Okay. Please I've tell me. I've never seen a photo of him. Oh, really? We haven't showed you one? I don't think so. I think Hilarious. he deleted all of his social media and y'all couldn't find him. Oh. I, I picture everything about him, even recent stories. <laughs> I picture him wearing Sperry's. Oh, gross. But it also was 2013, so everybody was wearing I used to wear them, too. Yeah. Well, no, we wore them in middle school. <laughs> Never mind. So, yeah, he probably was wearing Sperry's or Wallabies or something. Sperry's, cargo shorts. No. Oh, never mind. No, he Thought dressed, I had a dressed relatively well. Oh, okay. Well, and he was handsome, but he had recently gone through a glow up, much like I did in my 20s. And I think I probably made people feel like he, nah, I didn't. But anyway, I understand now that it's hard all of a sudden when all these people start liking you because all of a sudden you look differently and you don't know how to handle it because you never mm -hmm. experienced that before. 
so I give him a little bit of grace for that. But this guy was like soaking up all the attention he could get from every girl ever. But he made you feel like you were the one, like that he was giving attention to. And I had, and because I had never had that from anybody else, it was like a little bit of, to me, it probably wouldn't be to anybody else, but to me, it felt like a little bit of love bombing, but Mm. it was, um, not cool. Totally for him to feel better because he had attention from all these different girls that he was newly friends with because he didn't go to my school, knew him through church. Um, and because I was such a plebeian at dating, it was a big deal for me and it really, really hurt me. And I didn't feel like I could talk to my friends about it because it had been publicly happening to one of them and they had been sharing about it a lot. So I didn't talk about it because it was her thing and I wanted her to not feel like, I don't know, I didn't want to make her feel worse. And I don't know. I just, I felt kind of embarrassed. I was like, maybe he really never liked me. And if I talk about it, they're going to be like, why in the world did you think he liked you? That's really what I thought. That's why I didn't tell anyone. I don't like that guy. Yeah. So I never really told anyone, um, but really hurt my feelings. And that was like, I guess, wintery fall semester, senior year. And then the next semester, I just kind of like set my sights on starting fresh and went to Auburn and um, was able to kind of brush a lot of that off and had another situation similar to the guy with the gym class guy in college. There's this guy in my friend group that I like really had a crush on. My friends totally know about it too, but I just like wouldn't talk like we'd flirt and be like physically next to each other but I would not I don't know I wouldn't actually like talk to him it was so funny but it's okay because my life was so full in college I didn't really like it really wasn't that big of a deal because I had such great friends um, let me just look at you with my eyes <laughs> basically oh man I also my had eyes. Like, guy freshman year who asked me to go to Sonic he drove me to Sonic and bought me food which freshman year of college everybody's broke it's kind of a big deal then while we're there he asks me, so are you dating anyone? And I'm like, WTF? What? And anyway, so I've had a lot of those experiences where guys like assume that I knew that they didn't like me because I was like always friend zoned by people. But yeah, I don't know. It's okay though. Everything's fine now. I'm, didn't I've you go on a date with one guy who was like trying to like put a ring on it after date number one? Oh, me? Okay. So I guess I'll talk about this now. So post-college, post-breaking up with Connor. So Connor and I dated for junior, all of my junior year. And then the last semester of my senior year, which I graduated early. So we broke up like right before I graduated from college, which was devastating because we had talked so much about marriage and stuff. So, and he was my first real boyfriend. It was very devastating. Uh, And obviously I know now I married him. So he was a very significant and special person. So that adds to the weight of it. But in that time, after we had broken up, after I I got really depressed and went back and started working at the church I grew up in and just like grew up, I guess, a little bit and um, through grief had lost some weight, which is really depressing that that's what it took to get attention, but it did. And um, in that time, I started to like receive attention from people and have people want to set me up on blind dates, which again, I'm shy. I hated the idea, but eventually my therapist was like, you have to go on dates to get over Connor. I was like, fine. So she made me go on dates with a couple of guys. And the first guy she that I got set up with, she wanted me to go on three dates, but I had to stop it at two dates because after the second date, which he wanted to make dinner for me at his home. And I was set up with blind set up with this guy. So I did not really know him. I was like, I'm not going to your home. Especially when I already knew after date one that I wasn't really that into it, but I'm doing it because my therapist is making me. And remember, I'm fighting against this mindset that 
you have to know if you want to marry this person or not. And I already knew I didn't want to. And I was like, I'm forced to go on these dates. So I feel like a fraud. A fraud. I'm a fraud. <laughs> so I forced him to do a coffee date instead on the second date. And I think like right after that, I'm going to break it off when he asks me for a third. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask me for a third after the coffee date. And I'm like, great. Maybe he just doesn't want to go on one. Then I show up to work on Monday and there was a letter delivered to my desk from his friend who had set me up with him. And he hand wrote a letter asking me to go on a third date with him where he'd cook me dinner at his home. Again, he was asking for that. And in the letter, he said, and I quote, you're consecrated to righteousness. A bunch of Christian or you're, I'm, I'm physically and sexually and spiritually attracted to you, but I'm going to say it in a way that sounds like a Christian man that's respectable. Um, and I just was like, oh, dear God. So that that did happen with the first guy I went on dates with after Connor. And then I did go on a date with another guy who was very cool, mind you, but he was almost 10 years older than me. And he was just in a different stage of life. And on that date, he was talking about wanting to settle down in Norcross. We were having dinner in Norcross, and which is a suburb of Atlanta. And I am a city girl, always have been, always will be, no matter where I live, my heart always will want to be in the city. And it just has always been that way since I was a tiny kid. Just that's how I'm wired. And on this date, on the first date, he's talking about how he wants to start settling down in Norcross, which is understandable. He's in his thirties. Like I'm about to be in my thirties. I understand the idea of wanting to settle down to a degree. I want to settle down in a different neighborhood, but Mm -hmm. I do feel really different now than I did when I was 23. So I get it. But I had just moved to Buckhead and was just inching my way out of my parents' house into Atlanta. I wasn't even further enough into Atlanta yet to where I wanted to be. I'm like, you're already talking about moving me back out. He's probably going to drive you by his favorite house in the neighborhood after dinner. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. He was pretty cool. So I don't think he was going to okay. do that. And I don't think he was trying to scare me. I think he was just being straight up. He was very charming and like really, really cute. But Connor and I actually got back in touch right after that date for that little interlude we had before we got back together. Mm-hmm. And I did things with him because of Connor, um, which honestly is probably a protection because I think this guy was probably really cool and I'm grateful I ended up with Connor, but we probably could have dated. Uh, I just wasn't ready for that level of seriousness. So yeah, that's like very serious very quickly, which some people are Extremely. like down for, but yeah, that's like a lot. And it's a lot on the third date. Yeah, it is a lot. Oh, and I forgot the story I told you I was going to tell about after my friend's wedding. (gasps) Yes. Okay. So I had started to expand and broaden my social circles. And some of my friends had moved back to Atlanta about a year or so after I graduated. We started to really have this like group of friends that hung out. And it was super fun. It was a great time. But I started to meet all these different guys, these new guys Mm -hmm. who were friends with my friends. And I met this one guy through kickball, which is an amazing way for young adults to meet each other. I feel like I hear the story all the time. But he kind of spooked me a little bit. Okay. I think um, that's that first time I met him, uh, but I briefly met him. It was like a very brief interaction. And then I, I want to say, I think I forgot to tell you this. I think I had heard through the grapevine that he was potentially interested in me, which mm. me out because I'm like, you don't know me and you seem spooky. So I don't really you know, know what I'm all. picturing. A kickball field, you're in the out, you're like in the outfield. You're waiting to receive the kickball. You look over to your right and there's a person 
with a sheet on them with two eyes poked out holes like he literally spooked you like I'm seeing somebody walking up are you describing the KKK Jackie (laughs) oh my god oh my god no no oh my god (laughs) the reader he was not a part of the KKK no Um, no no, no, like little ghost no he just is like he just gave me weird vibes weird vibes and so I had heard that and I was like no 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 um and I had heard some other stuff through the grapevine about this person that I was like nope 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 Nope, 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 nope. And anyway, so I go to my friend's wedding. This is like months after, I think. And he's there and I'm in the wedding and apparently he gets my number. I didn't, I avoided him all night. I think he came up and like, I saw him coming up to try to dance with me. And I told my friends, my Auburn friends who were at this wedding who didn't live in Atlanta. I'm like, red alert, this guy, here's his profile avoid like make sure that he doesn't dance with me because I didn't want to give this away away. I didn't want this was the kind of guy I'm like if you give him an inch they take a mile so I'm like no I'm not talking to this person I don't have time for that and (laughs) anyway so (laughs) he he apparently still somehow gets my number from a bridesmaid I guess and I was sleeping like all the next day because I was exhausted from being in a wedding the day before Mm -hmm. I'm taking long naps and I wake up I think from my first nap and I had maybe a text or a missed, a missed call from him, I think. And then I go back to sleep and I had another missed call when I woke back up hours later. And then I believe he sent me a message or a text message or something that was like, Hey, or left me a message. I think on the second call, he left me a voicemail that said something like, Hey, please call me back. I would really appreciate you to, to reach back out to me. So he double dialed me within like four hours. Like that is absurd. And it confirmed the behavior I thought he would have like that toxic kind of love bomby situation. It just really turns me off, especially since that guy in high school, I was like, nope, not into that. Not at all into that. Um, see right through it. And so that really spooked me. And then there was another guy from that wedding who was interested, but there was another, I can't remember. There was another reason that I didn't end up going out with him, but it was a weird time where I was like, all of a sudden I had this interest and I didn't really mm. like wanted it, but I didn't really want it. Um, yeah. texted mm. with a guy for a while who was really nice. We, I mean, I don't think we necessarily really, um, clicked. He had gone to my high school, but we didn't know each other in high school, but he was Jewish. So I always knew this isn't going to work, especially when I was working for perimeter. I'm like, this is definitely not going to work. I think now I maybe would have thought about it a little bit differently, but sure. anyway, I was like, always kept him at an arm's length. I always kept everyone at an arm's length. Um, including that, um, I doubt they'll ever listen, but I had another person who was really close to my family that was interested as well Mm -hmm. in my 20s. And I shut it down pretty quickly because I didn't want any drama in between our families. And yeah, I don't know. So all my awkward, weird, like drama came from shutting people down pretty quickly. And it was all (laughs) in my 20s. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're like, see you later. I, I know. I know what quality is. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it wasn't always quality. It was just like, I would just get a feeling and I was just, I don't know. I trusted my gut a lot, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it got me where I am. So I'm not mad about it, but I do think I could have been a little more gracious with some of those guys and given them a shot. Yeah. Like, there were definitely two guys that I should have given at least a date to. And then I should have been more gracious with the yeah. family friend as well. Cause he was, he's, he is awesome. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, if I don't think I'm going to marry you, I cannot go on a first date with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. That that, that mindset is – It's just I, ridiculous. So you guys out there, I if you know. feel that way, just – you will never actually lighten up, but just try. Yeah. It's not it's not loose. evil or bad to go on a date with someone that you think you may not be interested in. You're giving them a chance, mm-hmm. and that's commendable. It is commendable. Um, but it's interesting because a lot of the things that, you know, you just said, um, 
you know, it's got, it's, it's, it's weird when guys come on too strong, but Lord knows, you know, I, I used to come on strong. So I'm, I get it. I was like, Ooh, yeah. now I realize why I scared you away. <laughs> Totally. You know, it's oof, it's just like yeah, yikes. It's yeah, coming on too strong, and then like, and then I did the opposite. I'd like freeze people out because half the time mm. I was just afraid, or I didn't want things to get messy, and then I'd have to deal with it. Because like I had a weird thing with one of my best friends too, where it's like I I know that we're not going to be a good fit, so like we got to cut this off now. Um, yep. So I did the opposite. I just like froze people out. Mm. It's very interesting. Yes. I feel like people probably have one bent or the other. I think so. If you're a little bit of both, kudos to you. Yeah, kudos to you. If you figure it out, let us know. Yeah, yeah, please do. You know, you know where to find us. DM messages on Instagram, you know, do you think, chicken wing? Shall we give a very quick, uh, I would like to hear from you because I've talked about Connor okay. a little bit. Just a very quick, what it was like to first meet Ned and how you knew. Oh my gosh, yes. It's funny because I did meet Ned when I was kind of talking to another guy. Ooh la la. I know. So, and Ned was like, you know, he was kind of talking to another girl too. And then both things didn't kind of work out with those people, which was seriously for the best. Um, but what I loved about Ned is his like overall demeanor, vivaciousness, chillness. It was really easy to be around him. And I just felt myself kind of being drawn to him. We started poking each other on Facebook. This is where Facebook no. makes a comeback. Oh my gosh. You never poking heard was the number one flirt. Ned and I were up to like 300 pokes. By the time, by the time, like he started DMing me. What a creepy thing. Right? Like, Ew. Mark, what were you thinking? Mr. Z. Yeah, Zuckerberg. But, I mean, seriously, that was like, if you're getting Snapchats, if you're in this top three on Snapchat or if you're poking on Facebook, like, you know, something's up yeah something Love. was something was up and he messaged me and he was like um something something like I'm gonna win this poke war like on messenger first time he messaged me and I said prepare your troops for battle because it's all I feel like I hear you guys talk to each other like this all the time <laughs> we do we do talk to each other like this all the time and um essentially we messaged on Facebook messenger probably back and forth for like a few days and Ned like so he essentially slid my DMs because he was like, well, it's probably going to be easier for us to text. So here's my number. Yeah, he did. It's history. And then basically our first date, I won't go too much into it after this, but it was supposed to be just coffee and coffee turned into lunch, turned into a walk, turned into going to the grocery store together, turned into going to church together that day, turned into going to dinner like, I mean, we spent the whole day together. It was our first time hanging out because we couldn't stop talking. You know, it's really sweet about that. And we'll talk about how we knew. We'll, we'll have a different episode where we talk about like how we knew we wanted to marry our spouses and yeah. all of that because I feel like we could do a whole podcast on that. But what's sweet about what you just said has to do with that topic because Ned has told me and he's told you, he's obviously told you, but it's very sweet that he told Connor and then also told me when we were thinking about, like, when we were dating, like, how do you know it's right? He said, when you left L.A. and he went grocery shopping and you weren't there, he was like, I don't want to do this without her ever. And you just said on your very first date, you guys went to the grocery store. We did. It was really sweet. Oh, that's going to make me cry. <laughs> I, know. I know. It makes me tear up, too, because it's so sweet. 
And then look at us now. I'm yelling at look him at for our now. dog, crapping all over our bed this morning. Full circle. Look, look, yeah, life is full circle always. But I mean, it, it is. is like, you know, it's it's always encouraging for me when I look back and I feel like, wow, I was so lame. And in my 20s, I really didn't give people a chance that they deserved. Mm-hmm. And I feel kind of bad. I really do feel bad about that sometimes. Like they, yeah, anyway, I made people feel like I felt in high school and I didn't mm-hmm. like that. But it's encouraging to see our histories and be like, look where we are now. And it makes it worth it to date. If you do desire to be in a long-term relationship or in a marriage, it is it is worth it to keep going. But mm-hmm. man, can it be really hard and cloudy and confusing on your way there. Whew. I know. Dang. So what about you and Connor? Yeah. So we, so I mentioned we dated in college. We had met working at a summer camp and became really good friends. I actually tell people and Connor knows this too. Like he just was not my type that I was drawn to. I was drawn to like shy, all-star athlete, smart, well-rounded, like not that Connor's not those things, but he's very confident and comes off a little cocky to people. That was not something I was ever drawn to. I was drawn to like the all-American boy, if that makes sense. Like the most stereotypical, like handsome boy, which people will see Connor and they're like, he fits that. I'm like, yes, but his personality was always like very, to me, when I saw him, we worked at camp together for many summers prior to dating. I just was like, he just seems a little conceited to me or too cocky. That's really the word. And just really was not attractive to me at all, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, and uh, then we worked on the same team one summer. This was a really large camp. So we hadn't really worked in close proximity. We worked on the same team. And if anyone out there knows Connor, you know that he he's very social, but he's not very open with everybody. So he's kind of hard to get to really know. So the, the cocky person that I had seen from afar is really, I mean, it's a part of him, but is really not who he is at all. Uh, which I, I look at his college friends now and who he was drawn to in college and it's like, oh, the person that I thought Connor was would never have chosen to be friends with these people, which is really interesting. So I get to know him this summer and I'm like, wow, you are mixed messages. You are the opposite of what I thought you were, but you're also still very confident in like, in good ways though. And you're not what people perceive from afar. Um, and I just was like, wow, you are amazing. And he, as a friend was just really encouraging to me that summer. I was really insecure about a lot of stuff my whole life, um, but had shared that with my close team of six. And he had been really affirming of me and in ways that weren't, he did, he never doted on me. So I knew that what he was saying in encouragement was not he's not charming. So he was not being charming or, um, excessively empathetic. He's just saying what he means. Matter of fact. Yeah. He's extremely matter of fact. And he only says what he means. And so I was really drawn to that in a way that I didn't expect because all the guys I had been attracted to before were these like deep, thoughtful, fatal attraction type things. Mm -hmm. People think like me and I feel seen in that way. And I feel like I'm talking to myself and I feel understood. And Connor was the opposite and just made me feel assured and Mm -hmm. positive that I could trust him. And especially after um, a couple of those leading on experiences in late high school and early college, it's like this person is actually trustworthy. And I, I really respected that. So um, we started dating. He had been dating someone that summer. And when they ended things, 
I actually came on strong and you can ask him about it. And I had never practiced it. So it was really awkward. I was like (laughs) cuddling with him and him and some of my friends said we had been texting a bunch, which to me meant he was interested, but apparently he did that with a lot of people. So (laughs) sorry to anyone out there that Connor led on because apparently he did it a lot. And (laughs) in my mind, I thought he was really interested in me and him and a couple of the people from my team that summer came to visit me at Auburn. And that weekend I like cuddled with him a bunch because I thought he was super into me. I'm glad I thought that because I never would have done that if I didn't think it. And then we probably would have never dated, but then it forced him to consider like, do I like this girl? Should I date this girl? And, uh, then he invited me on a BYX date night, a UGA BYX date night. And that was our first date was a baseball game with our Braves game for BYX. Then we broke up at the end of college because, uh, yeah, we weren't ready to get married and he had, you know, lots of reasons in our personal lives, but I was like, marriage is the thing because it is, it's wonderful. But I was oh like, my God. you do. And he was like, my parents got divorced and I'm like really scared about marriage. And so he started to like withdraw and we broke up and then we had a brief interlude after I went on that date with the guy 10 years older than me that did not work out. And he broke my heart again. Um, but I'm grateful. Um, And then I had like really written him off because he started dating someone really shortly after that interlude ended. In fact, like it was really short and that really hurt me in a way that I think was helpful because I was like, forget about this person. Like if you're going to do that to me, which is so funny now, but if you're going to do that to me, I, I'm going to move on. Like I'm not waiting around for you anymore. And so I started, I started to be interested in other people and allow myself to like think about it and be confident and be like, I'm going to choose who I date and when I date them and like who I like and Mm -hmm. confident went to a nice season and was like very into somebody else. Um, and we got back in touch, uh, with, I I had reached out to apologize about something or or to wish him well, because a long story, but anyway, I'd reached out to wish him well at the end of, um, a summer because I had seen him kind of surprisingly the weekend before I was like, man, I like just hope he's doing well. And I thought he was dating somebody and I reached out completely, like completely out of friendship and not at all with romantic attention. Cause I had completely written him off. <laughs> I was like, no, not this guy. Um, and just said, wish you well. And then we got back in touch and he had asked to like apologize for some stuff and talk. And, and we just, you know, we're very, we're, you know, we're married now. We are meant to be. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you are. We went and hung out that night and he apologized for some stuff. And then we just started immediately getting back together. Making out. Okay. Yeah. yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, But it was a long process because uh, many people in my life were not very happy about it. So we didn't just like jump right back into it. We had a lot of hard conversations after the first night of uh-huh. just talking and making out. And then we're really considering like, is this the right choice? And uh, met with a lot of friends and parents and like got a lot of, went through a lot of hard stuff in order to get back together. So it was a very, it was a lot more logical of a process than, uh, than I expected, but it was good for us. And now we are married. Yeah, you are. Yeah, we always knew it. You guys broke up the first time. I was like, I told Ned when Ned told me, I said, Ned, I don't know, man, I have a feeling, I have a feeling it's all going to work out. (laughs) And it did. And it did. did. Thank God. So it's nice to look back and be like, oh, I have regrets about like how I handled things and how I made people feel. And I do actually feel that way. I feel bad about how I made some people feel. Uh But, you know, it all works out. Our lives are imperfect and I'm really grateful to be where we are. You know, you got to send a couple of awkward Facebook messages to. Yeah, in the process. I think that's really the carry out is 
Facebook Messenger equals awkward conversations, but can lead to future husband or wife or partner. I completely agree. I think that's my carryout too. Everybody should be sending you more messages Zuckerberg. on Facebook. In fact, I haven't checked my Facebook messages in I think seven years. Like actually, I don't have the app. So if anybody's messaged me on oh. Facebook and I haven't replied, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, same here. I don't really look at it anyway. Um, but this I'd say is our longest episode to date, Hannah. We have exceeded the two hour mark. Oh yeah, we are we have talked. So if you guys want to I feel like zoomed there. through it i don't apologize or i'm sorry if you zoomed through it i do not blame you <laughs> there are a lot of stories i left out so shows we have a lot to talk about we do in the future i'm sure i think I've we suppressed. need a part two i think i probably suppressed some because i wasn't really thinking about college so yeah there's probably more there that i didn't really think about yeah ho-hum ho-hum bah-humbug as scrooge ah, says humbug. bah-humbug huh well poof we did it goodish people Goodish people, we love you. As always, rate us, like, subscribe, share our podcast um, on your social media channels and rate, subscribe from wherever you listen. We are so appreciative of you. If you have any ideas for future episodes, please email us at goodishpeople at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at goodishpeoplepod on Instagram. We are so grateful for you. And yeah, we're, we just love you. <laughs> love you, goodish people. Bye-bye.